Hello, I hope you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm gonna start off with perfect. I'm gonna start off with a little music. I got a good one today. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's get it. Welcome, everyone. Colin, uh, Yomi, I put you guys as um, 
Um, speak yet? Yomi accepted my 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 invite. Yep. I see my buddy Holy is show, showed up from um, Levitate Society. What's up, Holy? Thanks for joining. I think he's not uh, a speaker. You want me to mention speaker, Holy? Yeah, um, if you can invite Cole, Cole Yates sure. and Holy. There you go. Black, thank you for always joining and supporting, man. It's appreciated. We're just going to give it a few minutes for, for people to join. What's up, Cole? See you up and about. I see you. I see you. What's good, Nifty? No, you don't get to go on mute, man. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's good? What's going on? I was thinking Cole will say something. That's why. Oh, okay. but it's, taking, it's probably taking a minute for him on his side. Because, you know, Twitter was down, I think, this morning for like over half an hour or so. I thought every, everything just went away in front of my eyes. Like they're saying, like, you cannot retrieve any tweets and stuff like that. So it was down probably from 8 to 8.30 or so. Yeah, I, I saw anything? that because I added Rug Pull Finder to um, Simi's Discord, right. um, which I, I absolutely love that project, um, for their um, non-fungible news. Uh-huh. Um, and it only showed, like, one of the tweet. Yeah. You know, when that happens, that's kind of scary because you don't know what's going on. Ishani, thank you very much for joining us. We're just giving it a few minutes for more people to join, and then we'll get started. Hi, Mistress Money. Hello, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What is up with the voice? How are you? I am fantastic. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Cole. I don't know what he's doing. Probably uh, playing around with his phone. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, I just, I just, um, in for the helium. Are you okay. at the dentist? Why do you well, have to be helium? It's a feature on, on Twitter space. You can transfer Oh, it's a voice. feature. You see, only you would yeah. go find that stuff. Now, see, I have to use it now. I have to use it. You got to tell it's me how to find it. I like your girlfriend will smoke so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. What's going on, though, Cole? How's your day going so far? <laughs> well, let me try all of those, and then we'll hear. Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I want Nifty to try that voice. <laughs> Why me? Oh, because. <laughs> but now, here is the real Cole. Yeah, hi, Cole. How are you doing, Nifty? Good, good. Thank You're you. You're welcome. So yeah, what is that? What are those filters you're trying? Um, down at the bottom, um, you can click on that little thing that looks like a magic wand. Oh, I don't have any look magic at the wand. Of the of the Twitter space, like when you click on, like open it up, and you can see all the speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a bottom row. It has yeah. a mic on the left hand side, and then it has something that looks like a magic wand, and then two. Well, I think that's only on iPhone. Because I'm using Android. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Five. Welcome to the magic one. 
it was a post that was that came from us and it was just asking you know people to give a shout out to their favorite um artist or artist that they knew that was that they followed that was ADHD and um somebody the first comment was somebody who said that they were an autistic artist and they felt that our project was trying to monetize um ADHD because the the um the post asked for you know a trending you know give us a trending artist and you know let them be you know if they're ADHD you know put them in here and we'll we'll follow them so (laughs) as soon as I saw that I was like okay apparently this person didn't even go check out our site or they didn't even go look to see what the CME project was about all they did was just saw that it was a post that said hey post you know somebody that's trending so um my response to that person was no the CME project isn't trying to monetize anything in regards to neurodivergency so what they're trying to do is bring um a positive positive awareness and change the overall perspective that is usually given to people in the neurodivergent community as well as their allies. If you would just take a few minutes to go to our Twitter page and look at our project, you know, just take a few minutes and read, you would see that we're not trying to monetize it. We're in fact trying to build up a platform and a community that would allow people who are neurodivergent as well as as their allies to get services or um, obtain um, support, you know, our project is to help them be okay with how they are. So I don't want you to think that we're trying to monetize that. We're actually trying to help individuals like you out. So (laughs) our project is not trying to make money off of that. We're trying to help people in that area to get resources and um be okay with who they are so it's it's to change the perspective that's already out there as well as to change the individual's perspective of themselves we want them to see themselves in a in a positive light just because someone else on the outside of you tells you that you're not normal you know they don't set that standard you are whatever you want to be so you can't allow someone on the outside of you to determine what you are so in my from my stance at this point, that's what our project is about. I love it. Great job. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I don't know why we don't have any more listeners, but that's okay. Um, this episode gets uploaded to the podcast anyway, um, so it will travel. Um, what's the week been like for you, Nifty? I... Um... It's like any other week, same boring stuff that I do. Same boring stuff that you do. Wow. Yeah, they're tuned in for this. It's cutting edge stuff, man. It's exciting. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, thanks for contributing to an engaging conversation <laughs> on Let's Chat Crypto. Um, uh, Cole, you want to you, you give us some exciting stuff, man? Because Nifty's all excited out. I thought my voices were very exciting, but they um, were. Yeah, right. Move that out of me. Told you. Pardon? No, nothing. I, I was uh, just saying, like you ran out of the. <laughs> no, no. There's more. There was more. I just didn't want to annoy anyone. 
Because I would, I, I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the world of crypto, I mean, I saw some videos yesterday. Um, I mean, you saw one of the videos I sent you about Bitcoin, you know, that um, a major, I think it was in a major exchange had 800, 800, uh, no, 300, no, how many was it? 800,000 Bitcoin stolen from them? I and think they it was 850, wasn't it like yeah. 850,000? Yeah, and they recovered um, 200,000. So they're going to be giving these back to, I don't know if it was the holders or, I don't, I, I don't remember the exact specifics, but basically 200,000 Bitcoin are now going to be entering that, you know, that supply. So they're saying it's going to, it's going to crash, but as predicted, um, it'll Everyone will buy in low, and then it's going to skyrocket again. I don't know if you did any further research on that, um, or what your thoughts are. Were on it. Well, that's 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 the thing, right? Um, you know, for a long time we talk about market manipulation, and when you take a look at the world economy, um, they were always in opposites of each other, right? Um, but that's the cycle of crypto, and and heading towards mass adoption is moving so much faster than anyone has anticipated. Um, and I, I think at maybe some point they expect it to put in that $20 in and be sitting on 20000 But we all understand that's not how this works. Um, you know, that's just not how investment works. There's a few people that, that might have um, gotten in early and held long enough, because that's the key, held long enough where um, they can have twenty grand from $20 worth of a, a Bitcoin from back in the day, right? But typically that is not how any of this works. And when it comes to mass amounts of Bitcoin being dumped on the market, the truth is when you think about it, if you, if you consider the theory of dollar cost averaging, right? Um, and they go and they make that, they, 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 they got it for free because it's stolen. Then they dump it on the market. The market goes down, but the smart investor is going to look at the price when it's down, consider the utility, consider where it's going, and then buy in from that point on. I firmly believe that by the end of the year, Bitcoin is probably going to be higher than it's ever been before um, because the technology, so many countries, so many states here in the U.S. are trending towards mass adoption. Um, Miami did it big. Miami did it big. Miami is funding changes in their infrastructure. They're building more and more. They have a thriving economy. Why? Because they became a crypto-friendly state. It's just like when Colorado first rolled out legalization of cannabis, right? All the other states here in the United States was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? It's a drug, blah, 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 until... They were a multi-million dollar surplus by the end of the year. And slowly but surely, other states started to follow because it was an additional boost to the economy. Was it millions or was it billions? Um, the first year rolled out was uh, several million. It was several million, oh. I think, the first year it rolled out. Um, so I don't buy into the hype, oh my God, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. We've been saying that from day one. 
right? Um, it is all about, and I'll go back to this because I absolutely love it. It is that mindset. Um, and Cole talks about that on, on Mondays on his Twitter space, um, Mindset Mondays. But it is that mindset on what you want this space to do for you and how your money should work for you. Um, I was in a, Twitter, um, uh, in a Discord in, in one of the projects that I'm a holder of. Um, and I was saying, you know, people were saying, and these are people were, were new. Their first NFT project, the, the price is below floor. Um, and they were concerned because it was an expensive mint, was 300 and something dollars at the time. Now it's sitting at less than a, a buck 50, I believe. Um, and that was their first experience. But welcome to crypto, right? Um, the point being, what do you do in a case like that? If you believe in the project, you think it has strong utility, you think it has sustainability and is viable product on the market, then you dollar cost average your way in. What does that mean? That means that um, little sacrifices can be made to turn into a viable portfolio. That $10 coffee that you get every day, try not buying that for a month. Try brewing some coffee at home and taking it with you, right? $10 a day, $10 a day. By the end of 30 days, how much do you have? That's how much you've increased your portfolio holding. Dollar cost average is absolutely the way to go. People think that, oh, well, I only have five bucks. I only have 10 bucks. There are apps like Cash App that allow you to buy $5 worth of Bitcoin, $10 worth of Bitcoin. And you buy and hold as you can afford to. Um, I believe that good investments, I believe that um, being able to make generational wealth is unparalleled. Um, in this decade than it hasn't been before for the BIPOC community and for communities that don't have those uh, uh, additional advantages of, of big incomes. Um, it, it starts with what are you willing to sacrifice to get to your goal? Did I put everybody to sleep on that? No, not at all. Just processing, yeah. Yeah. Um, You're right. You know, I, I like to hold these spaces um, more and more. We have different people that come through, different perspective. If anybody wants to speak, by all means, feel free to raise your hand or, or, or request to speak. But we've got to get to a point where it's not just about being a high project, but also about educating and providing um, resources and platforms to onboard people that feel intimidated by this space. Um, and more and more as I look around and, and, and slip and slide through discords, um, I'm realizing that very few projects have that kind of onboarding experience. A good project to look at at how poorly um, it translates into real world people coming onto the blockchain was Kevin Hart. I followed Kevin's Hart discord rollout from day one, right? Um, his team did a great job. Um, the chat engagement was high. The floor price was was really well done. It was a $65 mint. Um, this guy has 35 million followers on Twitter. Deep Dive on Rockpool Finder says that 40% of that is bots. Either way, still a high enough percentage to make a difference, right? Um, you go into Discord. He showed up in the Discord for a few minutes every day. Um, but there really wasn't much of an onboarding presence in terms of regular voice chats to talk to people that want to come over to the space. 
Um, the benefits that you got as being a holder were there, but nothing exciting, nothing life changing, right? And I figured for the price, why not, right? Um, but I watched that rollout to say at $65 mint with 10,000, really great artists, by the way, with a animated series on Roku. So everybody talks about um, the expense of marketing in crypto, but I want you to really understand this. Not only does the series get promoted on Roku, right? Um, so that's a mass audience right there. Um, he has a 35 million following on Twitter. He's currently on tour. So he stays in the top 10 trending celebs for like the past three weeks, right? So then why is his mint below floor with less than 2,000 holders? It's that onboarding process. It is being able to take your existing customer base and bring them over onto the blockchain in a safe, secure, and trustworthy manner. That's the failure of big name celebrities. That's the failure of big name projects that don't understand that for most people, when you talk about crypto, it does not bind them. We are creatures of our senses. That means if we can see, smell, touch, taste it, we're more likely to buy into it. Um, and people in crypto are not considering that fact when they're pushing towards mass adoption. I think that's a failure um, on our part, and we've got to do better. Hi, Carmen. What up, mistress? Man, you always speak. You always speak the truth, facts. Like, or just if you if you live in this space long enough you understand that there's a dichotomy between how we're perceived in this community and how we see ourselves when we're when we're actively a participant of the community, right? And it does take a lot of bravery to step over that learning curve and get in and understand, you know, what's really going on. I love popping into your spaces. <laughs> I love having you. Um, that's a great perspective. That's a great perspective. I look at projects like uh, my buddy... Nifty Muslim, and and you, if you visit his Discord, he's got everything there, all the information you need at your your fingertips. He's got a, a friendly um, crew when you pop in. Um, you can have a conversation. It doesn't flow fast. You can have a conversation. You can talk, find out about the project, and there's no push. That's what I like. I don't, I don't, don't push me. Let me yeah, take my time. In my Discord, they're always concerned, like what's going on. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and. and but but that's what I like, though. I want to yeah. be able to, to slide into a Discord, say hello, and if all I have is 30 seconds to say hello, somebody acknowledges me, and I move on with my day. Um, right. Because this is what I do for a living. I'm in this space 15 hours a day. As a consequence, it can be energy draining if you're in these places and it's all about um, the floor price. Right. Um, it, it's disconcerting because then all you want to do is scream like you must be new, new, like yesterday, new, like this morning, new, because it just doesn't work that way. And I feel like if we spent more time educating people coming into our discord, coming into our spaces, that 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 now now mentality mindset um, can be reset and we can move towards mass adoption with more and more people with a positive um, energy in the space. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It doesn't feel uh, natural anymore. It feels like you know it's it's too pushed and too hyped, too rushed. 
um, I mean, a lot of projects are gaining um, success still with that approach, but it just don't feel natural. It doesn't. A prime example of that is beans. Now, beans, I will tell you, I'm very attracted to the art. Um, it's, it's nicely done. Uh, I mean, is it a Mona Lisa? No, it's not. But I like it. I like it for what it is, right? Um, they've got a lot of big name collabs. A lot of big name collabs. This Discord is 68,000 plus. 68,000 plus. It's a free mint. Yeah. The, the, you, you can't have a conversation. Now, this is, this is the difference between hype and, and, and deliverables. You cannot have a conversation. I guarantee you 75% of the people that are in that Discord are in there to flip. That's not a holder. Yeah. So then you, as a project owner, project manager, or part of a team, then have to consider what line do you walk? Are you going to do the, 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 the free mint um, just to get all the hype, um, but then you're still at the floor. There's, there's really no funds to push the pro project forward, to move it forward. Um, I saw complaints of people that, that this, you know, this guy had 20,000 messages and did mm -hmm. not get whitelisted on this project. And I'm, I'm still at level one. I laughed. Yeah. And he was, a, he was literally just crying throughout the chat. I'm saying, you know, I, 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 I've been on here since 1 a.m. It's 4 p.m. my time, and I still didn't get whitelisted. You guys closed off the whitelisted. It's so unfair. And I'm thinking, dude, if you really want to support that project and you really think that, that it's going to add to some value to you, then buy it off the floor. That's my opinion. I kept it to myself. But I'm thinking it's just crazy that we continue to have these expectations from our investors and not setting expectations as project owners, team, and managers um, to provide accurate information to help push the projects and this space forward. Yes, yes. Like, you know, I just got off a call with a PR firm here locally in Las Vegas with the purpose to understand, like, how can we market, you know, this crypto conference here locally? And it's kind of a wild conversation because last night I just did a podcast on Crypto Chit Chat with 3BM Labs, right? They're a marketing company. I sat down with Nelson, the founder, and we're talking about, like, crypto, Web3, blockchain, NFT marketing, what works and what doesn't work. And when you talk to somebody outside of this space, we literally had a conversation where the best way to market this this conference is to treat it like a crypto education 101, right? People that don't understand what we do, we have to inspire their curiosity to at least buy a ticket and come and learn something, right, to get exposure to it. And then even on the fintech side, if we're taking a look at copy and PR articles that are going to go out within the finance space, the best we can we the best we can drill down to is putting bitcoin in the hot, in the headline or ethereum in the headline just so that people can at least read it and understand a little bit of it in order to read more um so there's such struggle when it comes down to where we're at and we're looking at you know 50 nfts that are you know noisy on 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 twitter and like which one do i go with and so this space is so hard to navigate i agree it has to start with education Tonight, I'm going to two live events 
with people that are registered and interested in trying to learn how to onboard into crypto. And my experience and what I do on a daily basis with the teams that I'm involved in here in Las Vegas, sometimes you have to go grassroots, right? You have to just sit down next to somebody, help them open up their phone, get their wallet out, teach them what a seed phrase is, and at least get them started. And when there's too much noise, too much hype, and and the leaders are coming at it from a stance of like, I want to sell out, if that is your cash grab mentality to do that in the first, and you're not layering it with education and value and, and letting them understand the utility and why they should hold longer, then yeah, we are creating eight monkeys, and they're replicating everywhere, and they have the baddest, you know, most worst kind of behavior set in place and those are we all know if you spend time in this place and you find great people great mentors that this shouldn't be the case right that that we need to kind of untrain people that have come in through that through that gateway and recenter them around how to make better decisions how to diversify well how to vet how to operate safely in this space great words mistress I love that you said that because that reminded me of something I heard and I absolutely love it. It says, show me your network and I'll show you your net worth. Um, you're absolutely correct. Surrounding yourself with great people um, that can help advance what is happening right now. And that's really, sometimes when I think about it, uh, it kind of keeps you up, right? You know that the world is trending so fast towards the gig economy and so many are going to get left behind that that, that divide between the have and have nots is just widening. And people are still in these days not understanding what's occurring. And before they even blink, you're talking about accessibility and affordability for simple, necessary things that can help make a difference in your life. Um, right now, the world is just concerned about gas prices, um, which affects food supply, which then affects your ability to feed your family. And there is nothing as stressful. There is nothing as stressful as not being able to provide a basic need to your family. So you've got all these stresses in place. And then you look at, well, why is Board 8 Yacht Club um, and why do I always bring them up? I think it's a prime example of how and why NFTs took off going right back to the senses, right? So number one, we're talking about um, bonding, the psychological effect of bonding when it comes to crypto. So it's a visual. That's why NFTs boomed. It became a visual representation of what cryptocurrency can be. That's why NFTs boomed, number one. Number two, that phase of NFTs just as a profile pick is gone. That's gone, buddy. If you're not talking to me about a utility, if you're not telling me that my money is going to be earning money, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for the hype. The hype is not giving me back what I can't obtain at any time. It's time. I can't grind in your Discord for a whitelist and compete with so many other people for a chance to give you my money. Now, let me repeat that. Understand the psychology of this. You want me to grind in a Discord to compete with other people to give you my money. When the hell did that become so ass backwards? Because there are lots of other projects 
for you to invest your money in and to earn something from it? When did it become this grind um, just to give someone your money? When did we switch that psychology? Well, it's it started with the nonsense that Board Abe started with, which, by the way, I personally think is racist, right? And I refuse to support or be a part of any aid project, period. That's me. That's my personal choice. That's my personal view. But that's where most of it really started. It was that massive hype over a stupid, illiterate-looking piece of art that, that doesn't even qualify in my book, right? Then there were some rollouts to it. Big-name celebrities bought into it. Um, first of all, I will never be on a yacht. I can't afford a yacht. And if I could, I'd probably support a village somewhere for, for years with the money that I would have bought a yacht with. Let's, let's get real. That, that's my priority. That's my priority. Oh, man, you're making me laugh. What's, um, what's up, Alchemist? Hey, man, you're killing me. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just dying here. But uh, you know what led to it? MM is FOMO, man. It's it's a human social engineering, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to piggyback on what Comet said about this education. That's why I practically jumped in here. Well, MM, I know you're gonna laugh at this. To be honest with you guys, can you guys hear me? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, to be honest with you guys, the it's an it's a paradox. The hardest people to reach or teachers, believe it or not, you would think, okay, I'm an educator. I'm in this space where I'm teaching the next generation of learners for the Web3 and the digital or the, the blockchain or, the, you know, this new world that's coming. These people close their ears with cotton balls and you'll be shocked. Me personally, the way I see it, um, we're going to reach a moment soon where it's going to be what we call here come everybody. And that here come everybody is going to happen with this new young generations, the kids who started off with Roblox and the Fortnites and all of that. They're going to be coming with a vengeance in that space because they're already in the space. The only issue is the money. They don't have the money to invest. Right. So they can't do it. So these are the kids I call who already got skin in the game because they've been buying skins on Roblox and the other games they play. The skins is nothing, is is it says nothing but an NFT uh, in a way, because you can sell it, buy it, and doing all of that stuff. For me, the question at hand is while we are in this quasi state, how do you survive and build something that you can uh, uh, weather the storm? And uh and I see the work that we're doing here with this project this thing is going to explode. It's going to, powder keg will explode because when I looked at an entity like Microsoft, Microsoft right now is riding the wave of the social, emotional learning. And now they got on the bandwagon with the mayor in New York City. They have a whole unit on dyslexia and these guys are creeping in. And I see what Microsoft is doing because I'm working on some project with them. And they are really pushing this new divergent thing very seriously. Uh, I personally, it's just a matter of finding the right time and the right person to just really kick what we're working on here uh, up, up front. But I do have great news for you guys. I met with the chancellor uh, 
a couple of weeks ago, I I was at a STEM Expo. I we, we I did two projects, uh, cutting edge stuff, you know, uh, through via the Helium Blockchain Network, and the projects were so far out there. Uh, we won first place. So in the process, they had a showcase at the Bronx Borough Office, and. I've been wanting to meet this chancellor for so long. I wrote him a thousand email, no response. So he was ready about to leave. And I, someone told me, well, the chancellor's over there if you want to say hi to him. And I walked straight up to him. He had his bodyguards and all those guys. And I, and I, and I let, he was speaking with someone and I let him finish his speech. And I said, I said, I said, brother, I told him straight up. I said, brother, I said, Mike, I said, Jesus Christ, what do I have to do to just reach your ears? He said, what? I said, yeah, I said, listen, man, I, I've been writing you on all social media platforms. No response. And he just looked at me and he shook his head. I said, well, I don't hold too much of your time. I said, here's, here's why I would like to talk to you. And I, and I hit him straight. I said, if Mayor Eric Adam collect his first three paychecks in Bitcoins and other cryptos, that means he must know something we don't know. And I say, if that's the case, what are we going to do about these kids? We got to bring them up into the, into the web economy. And you know what he told me? I, I, honest to God, he said, he said, brother, you see this gentleman over here? This is my personal assistant. Give him your contact information. We'll be in touch. I give him my card. The gentleman gave me his card. So right now, I'm just trying to work the rounds to get to their ears. I just wanted to share that with you guys. The mayor himself, when I do get to his ears, he will hear straight up about uh, this work we're doing because he's a neurodivergent. Let's speak to his heart. He's dyslexia. So this is something that I think, I'm just sharing with you guys uh, what I see on my end of the spectrum. And once we get these high-end folks in, with this book uh, producing here, we get that stuff in the system. It will get in the system, come hell or high water. It will get in. And I believe um, the crypto space, it's going to happen, guys. Uh, hang in there. I, the older folks, I, 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 I'm trying to have patient MM know with these teachers. I built a portal on Microsoft uh, Teams where I, I, I create a space where I put all the information for them to learn about the, the, the rudiments of blockchain, crypto, all of the catchy phrase. Uh, but it's, I can barely get 500 teachers to join, and it's free. So if the teachers are not joining, Jesus Christ, how do we even get the average person to listen? And that's the challenge. But we'll get it done. Sorry for the mouthful, guys. I just had to share some ideas here. It, it's it's not a mouthful. Um, you dropped some alpha. <laughs> you dropped some serious alpha um, because this this space is sponsored by by CME because you know that's where my heart is. But this is an open forum to dis to to just dis discuss anything and everything crypto related. Um, yeah. And I think you identified some key components to any person that listens afterwards um, and, and thinking about coming forward with an NFT project or a cryptocurrency project really have to consider um, how do you get those people coming into your space? Um, are you utilizing an existing 
a customer base. If that's the case, then that needs to be your number one priority is that education process of bringing them over. And you are absolutely right. It is this generation. I'm generation X, right? It's my generation that right now, when we look at 20 years down the road, by the time you're able to try to get your social security, everything that you've worked for, it may not be there. Right. So how are you going to sustain a future um, when you are unable to physically work anymore to make sure that you can cover your basic necessities? You've got to learn this stuff now yeah, because this is where we're at. This is where we're at. It is the reason why it's so hard for people to grasp the concept of what digital money is. Um, and the kids, you're absolutely right. Listen, the kids were in the, in, into NFTs before NFTs knew what NFTs were. <laughs> That's right. right. Let's get real. The first yeah, one, the were. first actual NFT came out, I think I was reading this article, like in the 1800s. It, it That's was a, a card. It was a card. That is correct. It was a freaking card. That's the first NFT. So when you move over and you make that shift from understanding the token process, I understand that. I can take, I can buy into this. Um, and I can get some value uh, at the end of the day. For example, Bitcoin, Ethereum, right? Yeah. But an NFT, a- NFTs are such, I-, I believe at the end of the day, that's where everything is going to go. Because it has the number one priority for people like me. Complete ownership. Proof of ownership. No way you can cheat me out of what's mine. Yeah, well, you know, I'm mean, moving to a world of what the world is going through right now. It's a question of access to assets, right? You have folks, like, sometimes I wake up and I'm in the city, and I see people just hanging around at uh, coffee, and the kids, and at the uh, boys and girls meeting, and they get all this fancy stuff. And I'm like, what do these people want? You know, they say, they don't do we're losing you. We're losing you. Yeah, the thing is rugged. Yeah, I was saying. I was saying. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you better now. Okay. I was saying the issue I see is the question of access to assets, right? Oh, so nice. Yeah, it, how do we get the, the problem we have is somehow we can get folks to understand the digital economy that's quickly approaching. If you don't have access to disaster, you can find yourself better for better employment. Okay, you live in the states, you're dropping out again, Alchemist. Is that again? You were dropping out again. Let me. Can you guys hear me now? Put the phone close to my mouth. No, that's perfect. Okay. What I was saying here, I don't want to get uh, heavy with it, but we we we're moving into. Sp- oh man, I ah oh, shit. We can hear you now. <laughs> we can we can yeah, hear we can. all of that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, and we do want you to get heavy. You understand? That's yeah. what this space is about. I mean, come with oh, the realness, man. man. Get, we want I it all. Get, I can get heavy, but I I, won't, I let me just drop a little dime here. I we're moving into a space where uh you know the idea of 
the sovereignty is going to die as the state itself will die <clears throat> because you're going to reach a point where you reach a point where you have the sovereign individual. Every person will be his or her, her own state. <clears throat> and at that point, your value will be based on your assetizations of who you are and what you own and what you possess, right? The only reason why we still caught up in the fiat warfare is because it's a game. It's designed in such a way you have a fear factor. Your money has to be uh, 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 locked in some, some kind of centralization vault where you know your money's worth something in gold. But that world is going to die. Because you're going to reach a point when the cre creator economy is here and we're able to move this thing on an algorithm that's solid. you got a stable coin that's no longer uh, attached to gold in any fashion. You get rid of centralization. It's game over. So this is where the world is going. And anyone who is not part of that movement, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. Me personally... As you know, as a black person, the uh, the BIPOC community, I'm 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 I'm, sh I'm excuse my French here. I'm 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 shaking brick for our people, man, because I know when this thing come down to where it's going, we're gonna get lost in the in the crowd again. And and I'm trying my best as an educator. I've been in this thing forever, man. Like this is this whole thing with crypto and all of that stuff. I've been in this space for over close to thirty years, even as a young person in school. I've always looked at where the technology is heading. So I'm not surprised we got here with this uh, whole advanced algorithm that led to able you able to wrap uh, ownership around a, a, a number that gives you assets to something you own. We get that. But for, for us here, the question for me as an educator, how do I bring the masses in it? And especially our people. And that's the challenge for us. And I, but I do think, and I do believe, uh, with the uh, CME project and the neurodivergent approach we're using, uh, somehow, guys, uh, uh, Cole, I have a question for you. Yeah, sure, hit me. And I actually okay. have, a, I have to say something after your. Um, yeah, man, I got some stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got hit you hard, brother. I got hit you hard. I've been thinking about this for a while, but I got, I'm gonna hit you real hard on this. Look, man, you, 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 the, you, the, you, the guy who has the connection, man. Like, if you want to get in touch right now with BET, you're the man for it. If you want to get right now, and you know, you got the Ebony connection, you got the Black Enterprise connection. What has to happen at this point, man? We need to be able to talk to to, to those entities, man. BET controls the Black voice. See right. me, neurodivergent project should be on their lips, man. Right. You understand what I'm saying, brother? We 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 shouldn't we, this we should go for a full frontal war here where these entities, anything related to black black enterprises or black uh, empowerment, they should be aware of what this is. This is right. the next phase for us, man. We no, gotta go, we gotta go for this, man. This is what Alpha I'm on that. Um, the, the family connections I have. Yeah. Um, she um, it just became the CEO. So that was just announced. She's the owner, but they just announced her as the CEO. Yes. Um, and earlier, I, I it, you know, sometimes these things are funny when you're dealing with family and yeah, connections. I and, 
you, and you don't want to take something to someone when it's they're going through a lot of their own stuff. So then they don't pay right. as much attention to it as they really should. And then it gets overlooked. And then going through them again, it just it looks weird. Um, but you know what? Even if it's not them directly, what I'm thinking is the cross-link network, man. Like these folks, right? They also network with the other entities we're talking about. So you, 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 we could use a reverse engineering. Well, we don't have to go straight to you, but I'm sure you right. know somebody in Black Enterprise. You know somebody at BET. But, uh, but now, here's another thing yeah. where, okay, I'm the co-founder of Neuro Collective. I'm okay. doing my thing. I'm working. I can message her right now. I, you know, I'm probably be at their place for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but if I have people working with me that reach out to them, hey, we're reaching out. We're part of Cole Yates' team. Mm -hmm. um, you're a black educator in New York City. You see what it, like coming from your mouth and that you're on the ground. Yeah, as a black man dealing with neurodivergent children and all of this, they, they might be they might look at it different opposed to, you know, they know me as as Cole, the, like <laughs> part of their family. I see. It's like, family okay, connections. Yeah, he, he's coming. Like I'm, I'm, I'm connected, but then I'm bringing some validity to it. Not that they don't think I'm valid, but it's, it's just psychology. I, I don't know. It's it, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's, and and to be honest, we wanted to be in a better space. Okay. Um, we we didn't put any time into building our Discord alchemist. Um, we put that time into making sure that the Noor Collective LLC was founded. The bank Correct. accounts were open. The Amazon account um, was up. All of those totally. things in, in laying the foundation. So now that we're ready to move forward, yes. um, we, our NFT, uh, we own our own NFT marketplace, right? Um, our, yes. up, our website is where we, we needed to be at this point. Um, yes. We have pivoted and, and adjusted for all of the changes that come with running a project. So yeah. what, see, here's the thing. And I definitely understand from cold perspective where this is coming from. You can mm -hmm. go as a family member and say, hey, um, big boss, um, this is what I'm into. Well, yeah. you have to understand their position too, right? They can't pull on that family connection to showcase value to their holders. They've got to be right. able to concretely go and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is how we can benefit. By the way, um, that's a family member. It becomes yeah. a totally different conversation when you can showcase value to the people in the room. Yes. When you're having that conversation versus, oh, I'm just, I'm just family, man. I'm just here. You know what I mean? It becomes <laughs> something totally different. Yeah, you're right. So I feel you on that, but it is part of the ongoing discussion when the team meet on okay. how we're going to roll out certain things. But we got to make sure, like, one of the things, this is the first time we've had a chance to even connect with you, Alchemist, because your schedule is crazy busy. <laughs> right? Well, it's you know, crazy. The summer, right now, man, I am... I'm just chilling, you know. So we, we we could definitely vibe. I got I got um I'm working on some stuff right now. Holy moly, man! Give me a week or two, you know. I got some. I have another thing. I'm thinking. Uh, and man, we talked about this. Uh, I'm sure you share it uh, with the inner inner circle. I I see this HBCU approach as something extremely important for us, you know. And uh, and I'm going to move forward with uh, with a few of the uh, scholars that I interact with, and I think we need a really good presence in that space. And uh, it's something that I will I'm in touch with Dr. Morris, 
and she's looking forward to having a chat with you. So uh, let's, let's talk about that. Yep, I got that email. Definitely want to connect. I um, I think um, the response I got that they were on vacation. They're out till yeah. August. I'm 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 ready for it. Okay. I am so ready to to and like you said, it is a war. I am ready to lock arms and march forward um, because I do believe that there has to be a place for not only gaining profit, yes. but be be responsible in gaining that profit. And showcase value to everyone. I am listen. I'm about profit, bro. That, that don't don't misunderstand me. I'm about well, you M-M. that money. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> I'm about that money, but at the same time, I am also I a human being yes. that is affected by everything that goes on around me. I'm a high empath, yeah. so Amen. I can't sit there with millions in my pocket and then know that somebody's hungry and I can't feed that person. Come on, bro. And you know what? And that's the narrative that has to change. And because of the blockchain as a blessing, if it's used correctly, it can turn into the other way. You can literally, my, one thing my saying is this, right? The blockchain has a lot. If you use it the godly way, you can have a dusty, dusky kid sitting anywhere in the Caribbean or in Africa or any place. They have access to the same knowledge and information as a kid that's sitting at Harvard, okay? And you could reach a point where the learning that's happening at Harvard can be happening on a baoba tree in Africa. And that is the power of this network, where as a creator, it becomes a question of human potential. No longer will we be subjected to this division of you over there and I'm over there and there's this, this hierarchy or this dichotomy that exists that keep you in your place. That world is going to die. That world is going to die and I'm going to help to kill it. Me now, I, I have a question for you. Yes. So, you know, this yes, anonymous person created Bitcoin and everyone jumped on and thought this was a great idea creating yeah. other cryptocurrencies and everyone's going along that line and it's decentralized. Now, when I have a, a Nike box full of, full of paper money, I can spend that however I, however I want, wherever I want, with whoever I want. When the government releases a white paper to create their own digital currency, doesn't that just change the fiat game again? So they had all this control and, and now they're revamping the system to now have control again. So take a look at Jamaica. There's digital currency. They're telling. Yeah, you're breaking up, though. You're you're breaking up, Cole. But I will tell you, sorry, yeah, yeah, spot on. Trying to call me. Yeah, yeah. No, you are spot on in in your thinking and and how you're perceiving it. You are spot on, buddy. I will tell you. Look at Jamaica. Yeah. Look at Jamaica's rollout, um, going towards cryptocurrency. Mm But you are spot on. That man, that's smart. That's a smart question to ask. And 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 see, that's that's why I love working with these guys, Alchemist. I'll tell you honestly, <laughs> LJ and Cole, like they're new to the space, but they yeah. didn't come in new to the space with the expectation, oh, there's no sweat equity involved. I'm just gonna spend twenty and make twenty right. million. Right. They came into this space hungry 
to That's learn good. and they take the time to educate themselves and spend time absorbing information and then when they find a space to get further educated they jump on in you know what they able to do is is knowledge transfer so what they are able to because because what happened they are expert in their own domain and because they master the studies in their domain they will take that knowledge and map it to anything else they want Great, great man for you to do. It doesn't matter where you are, what you are, you are breaking up again, Alchemist. Move the phone closer to your mouth again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was saying, you're able, I was saying, and you're able to do that because you're able to transfer your knowledge to anything you can make. It doesn't matter what the topic is, because I'm an educated person, you're able to quickly make sense of it. So that, and there's no surprises there. The way I see, uh, but the way I see it, uh, for me, I see, I look at it this way. The government can come and I expected them to do such a thing. I expected the government to quickly, uh, I mean, they are the one who created the blockade. Uh, all of that stuff was funded by government uh, money, all secret service money and things of that nature. So this is nothing new to them. But, but the advantage we have here is the fact that the government can come across like that, but because the blockchain is, is, is a system that's designed in such a way, there will always be an approach where uh, us as the creators, we can always uh, map the way to, to overcome those, those limitations. You will no longer be limited by what the government is able to do. It'll try to control you because that, that control, if we allow that to happen to us, that's just on us. You know, but there are people, honestly, that are, uh, things that I'm involved with at the layer one of blockchain uh, to reference to scientists, others who are concerned about how this thing can turn left. Uh, those are questions we're, we're working on, to be honest with you. And I, I, I love it, man. I, I love that, that edu educational part of all of this, all that's going on. Um, I don't know if Crypto Hood can 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 speak, but I will tell you that, I, I, and, and I don't even know how I got into his Discord. I think Yomi sent it to me. Um, and his project, this is an individual, and I'm glad you mentioned Africa. This is an individual in Nigeria um, where he understands what's going on, feels the pain of others because it's a pain that he himself has walked. And so through the power of the blockchain is not only trying to feed those within his village, but also provide a path to be able to compete in terms of employment in this space. Web3 is on the lips of those that have access to learn on what's going on in the world. But remember, there's a big part of the world where that access is not, it's not there. It's not at the fingertips, right? Um, and so when you come across little projects like that, that this is one individual trying to make an impact just in his space, just in his space, um, and you bypass that. Now, this is where it we talk about social responsibility. This is where you are in direct conflict with the United States of America because exactly. it's about the individual. But see, I was born in Trinidad, right, um, and migrated here with my parents. So understand that my foundation was built on community. 
and why Correct. I am in love with this space, it is because it's built on community. The reason why you have Bitcoin sitting at the market cap that it is, Shiba sitting at the market cap that it is, Doge sitting at the market cap that it is, Ethereum sitting at the market cap that it is, is because of community. Understand that. That's the very foundation of what built this space. And if you're true to that idea, you're true to that ideal, then you understand that it starts with the community and it starts with you being socially responsible to understand that this world exists more outside of you. Well, quite honestly, I mean, even though it's a mystery to everybody, nobody knows if it's one person or it's a whole entity. The whole modus operandi for this is a way to say we'll find a way to free ourselves, right? And like Benjamin Franklin. Unplug from the matrix, man. <laughs> Deprogramming. Yeah. We'll yeah. If, we, if we allow, again, if we allow ourselves to go back in chain, it's all with us. I, I don't, me personally, I don't see any way this new generation of kids who are coming up is going to allow any entity to come and put a chain on them. That time yep. is over. It's done. It's done. I'm going to get into where we are in this country. You know, the crack in the ceiling on January 6th. <laughs> but the impact of that crack in the ceiling, we, have, we will see it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but I'm telling you guys. As it was apparent. It, it, was, it, it doesn't have to become a political discussion. It simply becomes a discussion on... How awake do you want to exactly. be? Exactly. And, and the world has to open the consciousness of the universe is pulling us toward this next phase. You know, either we're going to uh, pass this test or we'll fail like all the other things that came along. That's it's right. And you heard, well, Rome was a great civilization. You didn't have to be bold. You know, and, and Greece and all the other. It's up to us. I mean, America is just, you know, 200 plus years. That's, that's nothing in comparison to the empire. There's a question of, are you willing to use, uh, follow the tenets of your own belief system? It's very simple. Love one another. That's all it is. That's what the crypto is about. It's a state like Edmund says. It's the power of community and people coming together to try to create something where you can free the mind and free the identity of learners and kids that are coming up, you've got to do the world. And this is the way open the door. And uh, this is a crypto hood, but first I'm going to show you about look and, and, and just learn a little bit more. If you'd like to come up and stay a little bit, I'd like to do it. Yeah, I don't know if he if he's able to speak. I think it's pretty late um, where he's at. But but you know, and anybody, please by by all means feel free to jump in. This is an open discussion. I'm I'm sure you have something to share, Nifty Carmen. Um, you're more than welcome. Um, Yomi, any Cole, anybody can come up and and, and share. But I just wanted to add, um, you know, when we talk about slavery, it is not necessarily a color distinction um it has always existed and that goes hand in hand with evolution i am an atheist um 
me personally, I don't, I don't buy the big guy in the sky looking at me. I find it creepy, right? That's just <laughs> how my brain works. I, I'll, I'll be honest, right? I, I, you know what prayer I remember distinctly from childhood? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, like, what the fuck, mom? What do you mean? What do you mean? That's what my brain stuck on. I'm going to go to sleep and then I, I, I could die. I don't want to go to sleep. But this is from a child's You're perspective. Such a right? Yeah, but, but, but you know what? That's from a child's perspective. Yeah. And I say that to mean that I grew up and went to yeah. school in a Catholic environment. Um, but when I became, um, when I got to the age of enlightenment and for self, and my mom was great. She answered those questions to the best of her ability. She was always a woman of faith, always. Um, but it is the foundation on which she grew me that I began to understand what enlightenment truly means and what those choices can lead you back to. So I may have started down the path of being an atheist, but ended up right where I knew she knew I was going to be at. Um, which is understanding that the best value I could ever contribute to this world is to make somebody else's life better. So if that's grounded in, in faith, then it's grounded in faith. But I understood that when I came full circle, my role as a human being, um, as we have evolved, nothing stays the same. Change is constant in our universe. And being able to adapt it is the key to survival. And we've seen this throughout scientific evolution of our country, uh -huh. our planet, and, 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 and the plants and trees. Everything has evolved. So if understanding that change is constant and everything must evolve to adapt and thrive, then why are we as a society still holding back? Because enslavement does not necessarily mean a color thing. Enslavement is enslavement of the mind as well. Now that's some deep shit to drop, right? You're but you gotta right. understand that there is a whole um, ecosystem of thought when you try to grasp the intangible and make it tangible. Because for most people, cryptocurrency is an intangible thing. They that's just right. don't understand how you can take and create money digitally. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. Right? Well, you know, the fun thing, man, they don't understand it. But think of it this way, right? The, the, the fiat they are using, it's supposed to be backed up in gold somewhere. Have they seen the gold? Exactly. Have they seen the gold? Bro, it, it, it ain't been no gold around in years. It's a fantasy, man. It's a fantasy. It's all nonsense. What it all boils down to is a gentleman's agreement. The two parties come together and say, okay, well, this is what this represents. It's all not a representation. And, I, and then we go to the church and we get it. I'm going to do it this way. I hate that you're breaking up because you're dropping such yeah. knowledge, man. Uh, I really hate it. Going again. No, that's worse. Hello? <laughs> yeah, that was way worse. <laughs> Hello? 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 No, you're no. from the phone. Yeah. You guys hear me? It's a little uh, better, but not by much. Oh, okay. I'm going to get to where I went before. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to run a, a pocket uh, analyzer. So you know somebody fucking with my line. 
Oh, you don't understand. pretty you sound so far away oh it's all coming in garbled you sound kind of like you're underwater that's really strange let me, let me check something hold on why is that like that? i'm going here yeah, how about that it's kind nope, of thing this is bad yeah yeah we join the space and that might be different yeah Oh, there was something so, you said, Mistress, that I, uh, I'm trying to add a comment. But continue. Continue, Nifty. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. Then. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, try I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. I was just um, saying, like, um, Holy Goal, um, he's here. So he probably has to add on to something. Oh yeah, I, t I, I, I said it at any time, um, guys, just feel free to jump in the discussion. It's, it's, it's open. Oh, can you hear me um, now? I can, um, but um, Holy's got something to, to offer. Right. Love of to course. hear his perspective. Totally. Hey, oh. uh, hey, what's up, guys? I don't. Holy's well. I'm actually yeah, in a public space right now, so that's why I couldn't talk. Oh, you're in a public space? No, no worries. If you're just listening, it's all good, man. It's I'm all actually good. In, in a public space right now, so. Yeah, if you can't talk, it's all good, man. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out with the crew. <laughs> that's awesome. That's much, that's much better, Alchemist. I before you before you you disappear on me, make sure that you um hop into Crypto Hoods Discord. All right, I'm gonna um, do that. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. Down. You know, I, I, um, I have, um, man, I got some stuff going on in Africa. We have to talk about that. I, I'm very big on the ground over there. I have great connections. Uh, South Africa, Ghana, uh, Kenya. No talk. We got people over there, too. Man, there's wealth in Africa. There's some serious wealth in Africa. Uh No, Africa is wealth. Africa. He's that, that was Africa my son calling. Wealth. No problem. The whole said there's wealth in Africa, and I said Africa is wealth. Yes, yes, I love the, that. The, the <laughs> world has just made it seem different. Yeah. I'll just say that. Can you imagine the day Africa wake up? Uh, and uh, it's going to be a problem, but it's going to be a solution. And those kids, those young kids called in Africa, man. They, they, it's the, the new generation now, they plug in. They plug in. Now, hear this. Yeah. You know, we, we live in America, the land of the free, whatever that means, yeah. uh, <laughs> and the land of opportunities. Yeah. I'm, I have a neutral space right now because I don't want to offend anyone, but it is named the land of the free, land of opportunity. Imagine if that's ever changed, where people there's a mass migration. From I know here. that. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. Because wh where one opportunity lays today, it may yeah. not lay tomorrow. Exactly. 
That's the age of empires, man. That's exactly, you know, I, honestly, Cole, that, that's the issue we are having right now with China. What happened is uh, a lot of high-level folks who are the lead of the world, who know where the market is shifting, if you look what they're doing, they're having their kids and grandkids learning Mandarin. Uh, yes, they are. And and uh, and in Africa right now, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, because uh, my wife is from Cameroon. Uh, the Ch- China is all over Africa, man. The Chinese are building Africa everywhere. And if that's the case, what they're doing, actually, they all just plug into the African market. And if, what you two could end up with is exactly what you're talking about. You see, people are trying to swim on their stomach here again, their leg beaten off by sharks to get here over the water. And when they get here, they throw them right back in the water because we don't need them, right? Why? Because there's a surplus in supply and demand. But what if, like you said, uh, it goes the other way? We'll be in trouble here, bro. It already went the other way, Alchemist. Like, like okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna take you all down this rabbit hole. Go ahead, and, go. And, and please understand this is only my personal opinion and it's not reflective of anyone else, right? Oh, Miss, here, here's, Miss, yes, before, before you go down that rabbit hole, I'm going to um, jump on the bandwagon with Alchemist because, yes, China has basically, they have like a, a new, I, I don't what you want to call it, a, a continental railroad they, they've actually built because shortly um not too long ago you know at one time the countries of africa could not trade amongst each other that's right they have now changed it and i think out of the it's like over 50 something countries i don't know the exact number but it's like 54 agreed that they would now trade amongst each other and they will start to block out all the countries that are outside of the continent so that means they were going to be able to do their business they're going to do like all the the manufacturing all the processing they were no longer going to ship out raw materials right okay before that that happened before that came out china went in there they they were buying up the congo and all of that they were buying up all this land and moving in and all this other kind of stuff Mm -hmm. they built a railroad before the trade agreement of the continent became how should i put it became uh publicly known (laughs) so they went in they built the railroad they you know did all this infrastructure and all this then you heard about places in africa like ghana and right. well, Ghana was a front runner. Um, yeah, of course. They were saying they were saying we're not gonna. Uh, they had the issue with Denmark. We're not gonna give you any more of our chocolate. Whatever we do, it's gonna be processed here. You will buy it from us. That's right. Processed already. We'll there do everything go. here. So it's like China's been in there for years, and it's just becoming apparent now. Processed goods are always more expensive than raw materials. But but right. yeah. here's, the, here's the here's the key to all of this. Here's mm-hmm. the key to all of this. Mm-hmm. Now you're understanding the players on the board and why it's important to understand the players on the board. See, once you can see what's coming, you can prevent what's coming. Understand yep. that. And That's when right. you're watching the players on the board, you understand that money moves mountains, right? So China's coming in. One, they have the labor force to deliver yes. on worldwide supply. Correct. Right? Now, they no longer have to be beholden to the, US to the USA. Yes, that's exactly okay. correct. Now, now follow, follow the deep hole here. Mm-hmm. Follow the rabbit hole here. Okay. Now, women reproductive rights. 
is being waged <laughs> in our court system. Understand this. Telling a woman what she can and can't do with her body is now a topic for political debate and for our courts. Now, looking at this from a worldwide standpoint, you would have laughed. You would have yeah. laughed 10 years ago yes, you if would've. anyone thought that the United States of America, which the Constitution talks about um, individual right over mm-hmm. everybody else. Right. right? Well, no, look, follow me here, Cole. Yeah, yeah. So, I wouldn't so laugh. When you, when, you think, yeah. when you think about this movement, this Christianity movement, to stop women from aborting fetuses is not really about religion. No, it's not. It is about economics, people. Of Understand course. That. We are 385 <laughs> million in this country, with yeah. India and China topping 1 billion. It is yeah. economics. What happens if you no longer control the labor force? Even China, exactly had, even China pulled their ban. China had a ban on how many children you could have. They That's pulled right. their ban also because they're saying their numbers are depleting too That's much right. now. And their, now they're like, okay, no, you can have what you want. That's out. right. Yep. Their population is aging out. And that's what's happening in America. So how do you come to the masses and say, hey, you know what? I don't care how you got that, but you got it and you're going to keep it. We are not providing for the children that are here. We're not providing access to everything for the children that are here. They just want the labor... What? That's necessary to further their development. And, and <clears throat> because at the end of the day, how much money can you really have and make it viable and countable for what you want? Elon Musk went to the fucking moon. He went to the moon. <laughs> like, 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 well, let's, let's just let's look at this. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hold on. Um, this is my personal opinion. So don't. So, no, 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 no. We're just going to go with what we know. I, okay. I, 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 what I know is that he got on a ship and he went somewhere. My point being the amount of money he spent for himself to go someplace, right? How many countries, not country, but how many countries could that have money made a viable difference in a child's life. Right. And that's the narrative that has to change. You see, what you're talking about here, another point I want to make on that statement, MM, um, America, this nation has to purge its own sin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that ain't going to happen. This is Gettysburg. Even Lincoln after Gettysburg he said it. He said, if it come down to this nation uh, where we have one soldier left on the field. He didn't say exactly like that, but his thing was like, well, sin. You must heard our sin. But what happened is we saying that. Some people are looking at that we have the Damn it! Do we need to do we need to get you a new headset, bro? Is that yeah. what we need to do? Because you're dropping some you're dropping Speak some knowledge here, man. I love talking to you. You're All right, let me put on my headphone. Here. Let me put on my headphone, man. Oh, there you sound Holy. good now. You sound good. Oh yeah. All right. But you got to stay close to the phone. Yeah, I am close to it now. What I was saying is, 
what I was saying is when you have a space, a time you win where you have a person walk inside a school and kill 60, 80 kids. God. And even when you ask Congress, folks, those high level folks, they, they say we have no explanation. It baffled us. We have no idea why this is happening. You have a problem. The problem you have is you can't go all over the world and bring this mass weapon of destruction and destroy life everywhere else and you living in prosperity and peace. It doesn't work like that. The it's chickens cosmic, came home to roost directly from Malcolm X. Of course, it's a cosmic law. You, you cannot, the earth has to be balanced. And I, you know, let's go back to where we are here. And I do believe the China and Africa thing, this nation we have, as a teacher, I could tell you, every day I walk into a classroom, tears come to my eyes. Do you know why? I have African-American kids and, 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 and other BIPOC community learners. I see kids who are so brilliant, who could have been the best engineers on the planet. But by the time those kids get to fifth grade, when they graduate, I hug them and kiss them. And I know a lot of them just going to get eaten away by the system because yeah. uh, they're not going to make it. I already know that. It's a war zone for me. When I send them out in the battlefield in junior high school and beyond, I know I'm going to lose a lot of my soldiers. Why is that? Because you have a, a, a hidden rule that society designed. You cannot see the hand nor the rule, but it's there. Board of Education is designed in such a way. To produce only, laborers. That's only, it. Only a selected few. Yep. Fire in the teeth. They were born to be successful. No matter what, come hell or fire, they will make it. Those kids make it. But the average kid don't stand a chance. And, and, and when you go in there, you see the, you see the evil. And you try to... Uh, steer the ship the other way. You know what happened? You become public enemy number, number one. Yes, sir. So How is this yes, nation, nation going to compete with China, with the other uh, nations that are coming? It's a, it's a, ender, it's a ender's game. There's no way. I, well, there's one simple way to, I, to look at this. this. Sure. Oh. China. They, they provide us with how much of our our, our goods do you think what percentage of our goods do you think china provides us we didn't even have masks during the pandemic so right. what else did you say a lot, a lot we can all agree a lot they own they were starting to own parts of the caribbean they're going to start to own parts of africa matt right. if they said hey all of our goods that we sell you 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 can't use your u.s currency anymore it's useless to us you have to buy our digital currency and you can buy our goods with that digital currency. There's a plan towards mass imagine adoption. That, imagine that happens. But Whoa. see, there is, there's this is heavy a shit. plan for mass adoption, Cole. It's that hidden agenda. Yeah. Um, I want you of guys to, to go back to when um, Buffett said um, he, he literally went on a rant. Yeah, he on, did. On, on, on stocks. And then please pay attention to what he said next. He said, hold your money. Take your money out of the bank. Hold <laughs> your money. Hold cash. Let me tell you something. Yeah. When the big wheel move, yeah. this little fish move right in his wake. 
Right. You gotta understand that that design, that plan that we don't see, that programming that we get from birth, growing up, letting us know from then that we only gonna get so far, right? Yeah. Um, right. Somebody else said it. It's called the American dream because That's you right. have to be asleep. You have to be asleep <laughs> to achieve it, right? Understand right. that. So yes, all that programming that we've had, the reason why Hollywood and all these places have always driven the narrative, follow me on this black hole. That's right. Driven the narrative of the neurodivergent brain being mm -hmm. weirdos, being outside the norm, is because we see the pattern when nobody else can. Exactly. We can connect the dots when nobody else can. We pay attention when nobody else does. So we had to be on the outside. Our educational uh, system had to make sure we don't reach our potential. Amen. designed to keep you in line. There you and go. it starts with you choosing to wake up. That gig economy, it's not coming. Web3 is not coming. It's here. And it's so more far advanced than you and I even begin to know. You're right. And Alchemist, you want to know what the gold is? Yeah, talk to me. It's not a bar of gold anymore. When you are born and you get your social insurance number, what is that? Mm. They, you are the money. They borrow on your existence. You can dig because you have value. No, that, of that, course, you, you, you have you have labor value. Of course, in value in the matrix. So they can yep. trade. They can borrow on that. Like That's you right. are, an, you're an asset to them. Your, your, your social <laughs> you security go. number is just an asset that they That's can right. borrow against. Do you know what made people take a second look at cryptocurrency Talk and DeFi, specifically the DeFi space, and why it scared so many? The number one traded commodity in the world. The number one traded commodity in the world was data. That's right. If you are allowed to yeah. be in a space where you don't have to provide any data. That's correct. You have no use. You, there you go. You have no use. Well, let me there give you, you an go. example. Let me put on my headphones. This shit's gonna, I, I'm going to tell you some shit that's... Well, you know, you excuse my French here. You know, we all family here. We chatted, so excuse my little uh, French here. Uh, and then you said something that's massive. Let me let me just put on my headphone. Give me one second. I want I want to articulate this point. All right, I, I put on my headphone. Can you guys hear me? Oh, that is so much better. Thank okay, you. awesome. Here's the deal. I, I'm gonna hit you hard with this one. At the height of COVID nineteen, which happened for us in the system, was March. Actually, it was March 19, 2020. That's the day Board of Ed call all the teachers and tell them, okay, from day on, uh, there's no more, no one else is coming to school because of COVID. So we had two days, all the teachers in the system had two days to quickly get online. Now, here's the deal, M.M. We're talking about Google Classroom as the only uh, 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 cloud-based platform to use. And Google Classroom was in existence since 2014, and I've been using Google Classroom since then. I used to warn all the teachers, one day you never know what might happen. Everybody need to join. They just thought I was a dreamer. I'm crazy. I'm insane. I had only two teachers in the school who listened to me because they respect me, and they start playing around with this thing. So in two days, two days, 
I had to train all the teachers in the school, from the pre-K all the way to the staff and everybody to jump on Google Classroom. And I did because I knew the system very well. And I set up a portal and I managed over 150 classes. Everything that was going on there, I'm managing all of it. One thing that you said that is so true. You see, Google, uh, what happened with these big companies, I call them the GAFM group. That's Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. Yeah, the ga yeah, there you go. GAFM, what all they care about at the end of the day is all data analytics. What happened is when you collect this massive terabytes of data and every second, every click, like you know, MM, because you're big into that space, every click, every behavioral mechanism a, a person can exhibit is being recorded in bits, right? So what they did is they did it. They actually create a system where using the kids' data, I mean, Board of Ed alone, we have 1.1 million learners from pre-K all the way up, right? What Google was able to do, let me tell you what they did, because now they have uh, the Google Classroom version, uh, uh, what version are they up to? Like version eight now from 2014. They got a system that is so sick now where you don't even, real soon, you're not even going to need the teacher anymore. The AI will run it. Because what all you all it does is, if a kid come in, it will quickly analyze and figure out where the weaknesses are, what the kid needs to learn, and all of this crazy madness. And then you end up with a, a, a system where the kid just become a number. So these all these data points they're collecting is going to be used in a way. If we're not careful, though, we already know that is a nudging system. You saw what happened with Facebook. There you go. So somebody has to understand. The machine, okay? Because at me, my philosophy is very simple. It's like this. This is how I, I phrase it. And it's not my quote. It quote actually, it's a quote from a long time ago uh, of a very powerful person state. It's this, the, the quote is like this. When the machine starts to control us, who and what will control the machine? Hello. Okay? This is where we are heading. And it's, it's already there. We lost control. <laughs> we, no, there's no one at the win. Anymore. The stock market, there's no Since human the intervention. Since, Since the, the 70s. 70s. <laughs> there's no one at the world. Yeah. Since there's no one at the world. I, I'm telling you guys, uh, uh, MM, I can go deeper than that, man. It, it, uh, for me, it's scary. It, it's, it's, so it's insane. What's, I'm going to add one more line. What, what I see, though, here's the deal. For, for us here, I think MM and, and, the, and, and, and the crew here, for me, is a question of, like I said, access to assets and be knowledgeable and being aware when you have the awareness because the mind as you know is the most powerful weapon in the universe and that yeah. ever existed once you are aware the machine cannot control you because i know you think a machine could fool me <laughs> go ahead yeah. You, can, yeah you won't be able to do it so how do we get our people how do we get, I mean, when I say people, it's not just black and brown people. I'm not talking about that. There's all humanity as a whole. But we have a moral responsibility. For, the, for after 500 years of toiling here, we have to do something yeah. for our people. And that's, it's our that's mission. That's how I think it. That's how I think it. And that has become the most difficult thing to get people to understand. Listen, when we had to pivot as a team. Yes. Um, LJ and Cole came back and said, hey, yeah. we've got to give Ramona the time she needs for her PhD. That's um, right. Team was all on board. But these guys pivoted in a way that says, you know what? We, we're approaching this wrong. We're talking about the passive income. But the truth is, we're in this knee deep because we want to create 
the change yes. that's necessary. So, bam, we dropped it on our social media manager. We need to revamp our creatives that we're putting mm. out because now we want to live up to that full potential of what yes. the newer collective is about. That's so right. It, it's, it's about getting into the space, yes. learning and understanding and having the ability to ask a question and get it answered. Correct. This is the key to building successful communities. This is the key to pushing forward. But but you're absolutely correct. It starts with that awareness. So somebody listening to this podcast later on might be, man, they're a bunch of kooks, right? Because we went down <laughs> some rabbit holes. That's right. We went down some rabbit holes. But let me That's let me right. tie all of that data in for you. Let me tie <laughs> all of that data in for you, right? Yeah. When you're talking about marching forward in Web3 and yep. the gig economy, you have to understand the value of the fiat dollar you hold mm -hmm. and what it can bring to your table as tangible goods. That's right. right. Um, understanding that the biggest rug is the U.S. dollar. That's economic fact. Yep. That is not an opinion. That is economic fact. You just have to become aware enough to start following the information. And why does it matter that we talk about privacy and the foundation of which decentralized is built on and why cryptocurrency pose such a threat to government where they've banned it in countries um, and you see some states in the United States pulling away saying, oh, hold up, wait a minute. Um, we're going to do our own thing. There are five That's states, right. yep. five states in the United hmm. States that are crypto friendly and why they saw it coming down the pipeline. All of that ties in to what that digital gold, meaning that cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. is going to provide you and the access in on parallel levels that poor people like me and you that's right. couldn't have afforded before. And that's, that's the point. Why it becomes a problem and is threatening and people are panicking, looking at their portfolio being down 80%. It was a systematic, deliberate move to tank the market, not for your benefit. See, that's correct. This is not the time you panic, right? This is not <laughs> the time you panic. This is the time where you cut back on every that's right. you have yep. outside of food and yes. rent and yep. double down that's right in your way after doing your own research this is not financial advice but this is when you double down sell kidney <laughs> you're right and you're right you're so right you can because yeah. this is when that's you get your entry point <laughs> to make the moves that those big dogs are moving yeah, exactly. That's that turbulence, man. The plane went, you know, avoiding it, but it's going to go back up. And a lot of people are going to get lost. See, the thing is, uh, Carmen was uh, articulating this whole thing with the education part. Carmen, maybe one approach uh, can be if you can get to people, maybe keep put. think of it this way. Imagine you tell a person, listen, you're going to actually you can own something, right? The fact that you're the owner of something, it means a lot to people to just own. They don't understand how is it possible. You have a little image, a little picture. Uh, you can just print, cut out, whatever. And how the hell does that transfer over to something you own? And that's the hardest part to get them to understand it, that this little JPEG or whatever digital uh, piece of work you have there that's not what that is. It's like having a passport, right? The passport is a paper, but it gives you access to everything. 
You can go anywhere you want because you have the, the passport that represent you. This is exactly what, what this is. It's it. just Do you yes. Open your passport or are you using it? Are they giving you permission to use it? And then I question <laughs> you. What are we right. Home? Right. Tell me, what do we own? Yeah. What do you? Own? You're right. Good point, I'm Cole. Waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I love that. And I love this. Yes, in theory, you own an NFT. What if this is? What if someone just decides to take down the blockchain? I'm not trying to scare people, but I'm trying to let's have real conversations. What does a double redundancy own? Double well, redundancy. Let me explain. No, it won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. If, if then, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's double redundancy. So you have. Yeah, no, no, no. You have to think of it this way, Cole, because guess what? My brain already went down that line of thinking, yo, it's plugged into a machine. If all the all, all the machines are unplugged, I don't own it. That's <laughs> right? correct. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's be honest here, right? Yeah. So how is that any value to me? What am I going to do? How am I going to go? What? I can't trade it for nothing. It has no value because you unplugged the machine, right? Okay. But it's the same for the U.S. dollar. Well, if I go. have no, if I have no way to input the physical dollar you're giving me, that's correct. I have no way to give you the materials you're trying to buy, because guess what? If all the machines got unplugged, you not only lose the value on the blockchain, you lose any value in the system. That's because correct. The system is required to tell you the, the value of the dollar you hold that's when correct. you try to trade it for goods. So they can't cut it off. They cut their own foot off. It just it was it's not going to happen. That's uh, and, and, and and anything that's recorded on the black call, you could turn the system off all you want, whatever. The, the data is not it, it lives forever. Well, it's double that's... redundancy because you have to remember also Cole. Um, hold on. What is a node? What what is a node? This is a fundamental part of the blockchain. What is a node? A I, node I validates, right? It validates transactions. But how did a node become so massively important in terms of cryptocurrency? Well, that node had always existed for the purpose of validating your point of purchase, you handing over your fiat dollar into the cash register. To return a good or product or service, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So that, correct. That, that validation has always existed. The economy was built on that validation. So That's there correct. is no switch that you can go and turn off the blockchain. The double redundancy is that these are housed on private servers. They're not That's controlled correct. by government entities. It right. requires communication between my broadband at my house to right. two towns over that internet travel. You can you can kill everything you want, but if I could charge a solar panel, I still have access to the internet. Yeah, I mean that's the power of the peer-to-peer -peer network. It's it's it's. <laughs> it's it's on my helium now. You solid? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean yeah, any of I'm them. On helium it, now. Bro, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm already down that rabbit hole with you. I'm not <laughs> even posted. Yeah, no, that, even even the correct. even the blockchain, right? At the end of the day, all the nodes you could you could you can take any nodes down but the, the the data has already been recorded and it's it's immutable so it's Correct. you can't you can't destroy it it just <laughs> it's just not going to happen man so the, the thing the problem government's going to run into here's what i see coming down the pipeline you're going to reach a point and this is the term your phone call. I, yeah this is this is a term i want you guys i want you guys to really remember this one 
you're going to reach a point where you're going to have uh, a sovereign individual where every person is his own state. You represent your own state. You do not need the state anymore to represent you anymore because you're the state. Correct. So at that point, what purpose does government serve? Well, right now, what we're really moving before we get there, we are really moving right now uh, into a state where uh, it's a technocratic system. Google, Amazon, all the, all the rest we talked about, these guys already took over education. Right now, in a few years, they could just get rid of all the teachers. The kids will still be able to learn. I'm sorry to say that, guy, but I'm telling you what I see. Amazon has a massive... Uh, effort right now to just uh, assetize and rent. They, they just renting. They are the landlord of education. Do you know that the board of ed right now don't own any servers? They don't own nothing. They don't. They don't keep any a physical server in house. Board of ed fired half of DIIT staff who used to run a department for in, uh, uh, for technology. One twenty five Broad Street. Yep. Yeah, they, they got rid of them. Why? Because uh, it's all in the cloud. Everything is managed by Microsoft. So they are literally renting servers. So and all the data they're collecting belongs to who? Microsoft. <laughs> See, and that's that's the key. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about Apple. Um, yeah. But I want to take you back to 2007. Yeah. Um, and then take you back to, to when he, he first really began to understand yes. where this space is going way before anybody even began to realize it and mm -hmm. why I remain a fan. Yes. I worked for Apple. And they consider privacy a fundamental Oh, they're very important. Yeah, they why? don't play with that. Why is that important, guys? Because they understood in creating the technology, yeah. the use, the yeah. uses that it yes, can't be used for. That's and true. because of that, because of that particular founder um, that set out right, that yeah, privacy did is well. a fundamental right and kept yeah. that closed ecosystem, it is the yeah. reason why to this day you can cite um, federal government versus Apple. That's right. That is my right. You cannot force Apple to comply with unlocking somebody's iPhone. Correct. one there's no way for Apple to determine what your unlock code is. Understand Correct. this, guys. This is so important. The reason why Apple has a $250,000 bounty to anyone that can crack somebody's passcode. You want to know why? <laughs> They'll make it even why? stronger if, they, if you could. I mean, it's not possible yeah. anyway. Yeah. It, it, I it's mean, not it's, possible. It's, uh, the I'm permutation not is too much. It's massive, you know. But this is why wallet, wallet security is important as well, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, it, it pisses me off when people say, oh, I got hacked. No, please don't use that phrase. Um, a hacker doesn't know who you are. You didn't want your $20 NFT. Please don't say that you've been hacked. You've not been hacked. What you did was poor data management. Management. It, see, again. It poor data management. And you're right, and, and you know, and honestly, this is the kind of uh, service we have to provide, right? Like, if because once people start, when, once we have the moment where we have what I'm saying here, here come everybody, people, we're gonna get that when when the avalanche get here and you get this massive exodus coming our way, folks gonna need to uh, to, to know how to handle these things, and I'm praying for us, not just us per se, but the whole and the system, we will be in a position where. Uh, we will uh, be the, uh, one of the pioneers to just, as far as the Bi BIPOC community, and we welcome everybody else. Everybody's welcome. As a matter of fact, we'll take everybody. 
better for us. But we, want we have we want, we want it all. We want it all. We'll take the smoke and, and the shrapnels, anything else that, that's scattered a hundred thousand radius mile away. We, we, don't, we don't care. We'll take it. The thing is, we have and, and this is why I love you. You know, I you know I fight with you sometimes, but I don't forget I love you, okay? The thing is, um, we have a moral obligation to pull the, our people in the BIPOC community and try to help to bring these folks to where the reality is. And if, and if we don't do this, and not just us, we, we, it's not us, it has to be more than us, but we are one of the uh, first uh, group of pioneers that actually are doing this, that will be successful. Because you guys, I'm going to tell you something, Cole, I'm going to tell you something, man. This is between me and you. Even if even if MM runs to a Jupiter, you need to find a space, uh, uh, rent a, a space rocket from Bezo and go look for her. Because when she called me to join this project, I told her I was like, "Come on, man!" Because I've been messing with her, like poking her. Because once I met her at the, uh, the different places, I said, "Man, who is this Mistress Money?" She she got the magic, man. So she she eventually find a way to just tell me, hey, Doc, I'm working on something. You need to come on this side to hear it. I said, please, what can you possibly be working on? She said, I promise you, you're going to love it. I honestly did not believe her. I'll be honest with you. But the <laughs> way she, oh, dude, she could sell sand to the beach, man. It's like, wow. The beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you. She is amazing because after she was done with me, man, I had to get a cup of coffee. I sat down. I said, man, she's right. I got it right away. And, man, I'm just, you deserve it, man. What I'm saying here, everybody know who you are. We all love you. So there's no need. There's, you know, we, there's no apology for it. But what we're doing here, guys, this is commendable work, man. We're we, 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 we going to be successful. It's going to take some time to get there. But no matter what happened, we will weather the storm and we will be successful. I'm with this 100%, man. Just want to let you guys know. Mad love, and I, I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we, we do go at it in the DMs, man. Uh, but, but, but in my defense, in my defense, I followed yeah. Indigo's instructions to the letter. He oh, you did? Explain. Yes, I, I told <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'll take care of it. And I, and I told you, please don't tell him because I broke the Discord. Right? And, and yeah. But like, he had to clear bots like twice. So I oh, broke really? the Discord. Yes. You're a culprit. I didn't know you broke the Discord. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I am blind. I didn't know. The Discord. <laughs> so, so but, but I say all of that to say yeah. that's, that's, let me tell you something. And I cannot say this enough. I fell in love. And I told you that. I said I met with them and I fell in love. Yeah. And I fell you in did. love because these guys are so committed yeah. to the cause. When they had the opportunity to just be about the money, yeah. they said, Oh no, no, we need to change that narrative. That's not yeah. what we want at all. What we yeah. want to do is to help create the change yeah. through profit. Right. Um and, and they've been on that beat ever since. Um, Yomi came hard hitting with that book. We sat down. That's right. I remember when we got the first version and we sat down and we talked about the change we wanted to see, the ideas we had for going into that book and how we wanted the world to read 
at every single space, the question right. remains over and over. When do we get the book? When do we get the book? When do we get the book? Um, and that, to me, is absolute validation. And see, here's the thing about getting it into a child's hand yes. and why it's so important to me. This world is going to crush you. If you're under any illusion that it will not, hmm. please wake up. This world right. is designed to crush you. By nature, it is survival of the fittest. Yep. Understand that. Once you understand that, you have to remember that our children, their brains have not been programmed yet. Right. And so they still see everything as possible. Yeah, that's so right. So if you nurture that, if you continue to feed that imagination, they will become an unstoppable force for good in our cosmos. Understand Amen. what that means. It means that simply letting that child know that they are validated in this space. My children needed to hear that. And the Board of Education stomped on that belief. <laughs> it is not the place for uh, you to right. your child to yep. learn and grow. But mm -hmm. I come from a BIPOC community where my mom was earning $5.25 an hour, paying $650 a month rent, and still put me through college. Yep. Still put me through college. So understand that I come from the grind. I know the grind. All I know how to do is grind. So I'm going to get where I need to get because I understand sweat equity. The world owes me nothing. But I am capable of getting what I want through the proper mindset. Back to Cole and Mindset Monday. And That's why right. that mindset is so important in understanding your goals can be achievable. You cannot eat a whale in one bite. Nope. But you can take small bites at a time. And so how do you get into this space? How do you even find the money to start getting in a little at a time? I stripped down everything in my life. I mean everything. Sit back and take a look at where your money goes. Deny yourself that cup of coffee. Bypass that cigarette, that, that Pepsi. Drink the free water out the tap. Ain't a damn thing wrong with it. My kids want bottled water. Boy, you know how much a case of water is. You better boil some water. <laughs> or I'll buy a filter. You, you, you feel that? I'll, I'll show Makes you the cheese. Get some charcoal. Sprinkle some charcoal yep, in it. You're right. Sprinkle some chlorine. You're going to be I'm not paying $6 a case of water. Right? But, but uh, and, and I'm making a joke of it, but I want you to understand it can be achievable. For too long has been the narrative that you have to have wealth to create wealth. Bullshit. We've been yes. creating wealth for so long for so many others. It's so time true. I sat on the, at the table that I provided the meal for. That's power, man. I love that last statement. You know, I mean, to, to grab yourself by your own bootstrap is the way to go. And when you, if you have to grab yourself by your own bootstrap, I'm sure your boots ain't going to be from Kenneth Cole, right? You're going to exactly. have to start somewhere. And the problem we have, I mean, one of the issues I see, especially in our community, man, and I mean, it's something as a teacher. Look, man, I'll be honest with you guys. I really, I'm always honest. MM knows me. Look, I grew up in Brooklyn, man. No. I, I came here. I was, I, I, I'm from Haiti. I was born in Haiti. I went, I, I came here when I was 12, 11 years old in 1984, going on 12. I landed up over here, 287 Linden Boulevard in Brooklyn. I've seen hell on earth here. I've seen shit here, excuse my French, the average person shouldn't see. 
the problem we had when I came up in the uh, in Brooklyn, there's a massive uh, enmity uh, between uh, Haiti and the rest of the Caribbean. Yeah. Where as a young kid going to school, I would get stomped, beat uh, down bullied. to a pulp, bullied, yeah. and, and really physically get beaten down because I was Haitian. So I went through a lot, you know, and and I managed to escape uh, junior high school. I went to high school. I catch a lot of hell. I'm going to Thomas Jefferson High School in East New York, and I end up into into hell hole where I picked the name of the school because of the name of the president. I thought he was a great guy, and I end up paying a dear price for it. When I graduate uh, high school, my average was 68. I, no co- I applied. No college no accepted college. me. No college. Everything yeah. rejected me. The only place that accepted me was Bronx Community College. My dad called and told me, you're a failure. You came here. You did nothing. Uh, you're a waste. I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you one more thing, Evan. When I went to the orientation at Bronx Community College, the person that was doing the orientation said something I'll never forget. And he said, it doesn't matter where you came from, what you've done. This is a new beginning. I cried that day. I will never forget. I cried, man. I said, God, I will make it. And I'm telling you, I did my two years, left there, went to Lehman College, got a degree, grabbed another degree, grabbed another degree. And then I went and got a bunch of degrees. And here's a kid from Brooklyn, nobody special, came from a dusty kid from Haiti and managed to come here. And how did I do it? I said, well, something happened, man. I just realized how the world worked. And I believe every child has that potential, but they need the proper guidance. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I decided to become an educator. I've reached, I have kids right now who pass under my hand in the Alchemist Club studio sitting at MIT, Harvard, Princeton. I have them all. I have students, all the schools. And and what I'm saying here, and I know real soon, I'm going to become public enemy for Board of Ed because what I'm building right now, I'm building a decentralized education portal via the blockchain network. I'm taking education straight to the metaverse, man. That's, That's what, what I'm doing. That's what I'm not playing. That's why it has to be, Alchemist. It's, it's the reason why I, I sent you that link to Zoomojis, right? That's right. Um, because when you get right down to it, the power of the blockchain, it is not necessarily to create wealth for all. There is so much more that this space can do. Yes, of can course. Understand that of this, course. It, it costs you nothing. Nothing. To join these spaces. You guys understand <clears throat> that? It costs you nothing to join these spaces, to learn, to grow, to understand, and then become an investor. That's um, right. And the question becomes, what do you want to invest in? What do you want to invest in? Do you want to invest in self? Or do you want to invest for generations to come? That's the defining factor. Um, I can't stress enough. When you when you think about wearable tech, when you think about all these big brands, mm-hmm. do you know what is the common thread among rich people? You don't see their wealth. That's correct. You don't see their wealth. Yeah. But right. did you know two years ago that the BIPOC, BIPOC community had the number one discretionary income in the United States, topping over a trillion dollars. How is that possible? How is that possible when your corner store doesn't even sell fresh food, does not even sell fresh groceries? How is that possible? Because uh, going back to the programming, see, there's a thread in all of this. Going back to the programming and why owning your own data and being careful what you connect to is important. 
because you are being programmed to consume and you, you are go. not considered successful unless you're rocking a pair of Yeezys or Yeezys or whatever they call it, <laughs> right? Or, or Gucci yeah. or whatever. Because I'm you a, know it. Clothes is functional for me. Understand that. That's clothes right. It's functional for me. Can it keep me warm? Can it keep me cool? I don't care how it looks. I place no view in how it looks because I don't care how you look at me. But again, that goes to my foundation and who I am. That is not to say that if you can afford it and that's how you choose to spend it, there's anything wrong with it. What I'm saying is that I want to leave generational wealth behind. So I made the conscious decision to buy what is affordable because I would rather take that extra income and put it into where money is earning me money. That is the core at what I understood this space to provide for my family. And that's just my personal opinion. If you choose to do things differently, there's nothing wrong with that. But it has to start with understanding world economics and how that can translate into affecting you so personally that if you don't see what's coming, you can't avoid what's coming. And what's coming is an economy that is going to leave you behind because of your personal failure to be educated on what's coming out. So I say this, Alchemist. Is it easier to change the system or is it easier to create a new system? Well, powerful stuff. Yeah, man. Where are you all right now? Can you guys hear me? Because I have to talk my phone. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Well, honestly, Cole, where are you all right now, man? I'll answer it to you this way. The system must die. Right. Centralization yep. must die. Let me tell you why. You see? I agree. I'm going to give you a perfect example. I met the chancellor, man. And the chancellor himself... He has already uh, acquired an army of enemies. The first thing he did when he became chancellor was to get rid of all of the superintendents. He literally made them, he fired all of them, and then they had to uh, 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 get rehired by going through his process, right? So that alone, <laughs> he has created a, an army of enemies that's waiting for him at every doorstep, right? So what happened is when you are in a system like that, you can't you you, you cannot change the system because the machine is designed in such a way for it to just con eat souls away. So he mean well, but he's going to come in. He's going to do his four or eight years. And then after when he leaves, they're going to tie up the screws tighter on the BIPOC community because there's a lot of stuff he's putting up together like uh, the whole lot of uh, 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 of uh, of uh, curriculum that are malleable toward um, BIPOC or the African-American community. It's the new flavor of the month, right? Especially with this whole critical race theory thing going on. Everybody's on the buzzword of, uh, you know, we have to uh, be conscious and aware of, of the crime of slavery. And, you know, as you could tell, uh, unfortunately, this is where we are. White people don't want to hear that shit. They don't want to deal with the, accept the fact that nobody's telling them, you know, your great, great, great grandfather put my, my, my auntie in slavery. That's not what this is. You have to acknowledge the pain. Huh? 
You have to acknowledge the pain. When was the last time anyone ever tell a Jewish person not to remember what happened to them over there in Nazi Germany? But all of a sudden, when you come to us, oh, it's such a long time ago. You guys don't worry about it. Don't bother to worry about that. It, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. So you have a system that, for me, the way I say as a teacher, I've been here close to 30 years in it. You have a system, man. It's so ingrained. The system is, there's no way that system's going to uh, uh, change. What you must do uh, as a as a uh, as a bad battlefield soldier, which which is what I did. Thank God, God gave me the foresight to go in. I sacrificed my life, and I said, "I'm going to education." My friend, let me tell you, Cole. I left an MD PhD program, man. I got I I did research at NIH at the Human Genome Project on molecular genetics, man. Sequencing DNA. I, that was one of the top. Guys, I left that world, Mike, man. And when I was going to med school, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to uh, become uh, 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 an authority in sickle cell anemia because I know that disorder impacts us as people of African descent. And it's a, it's a disease in the science world. They used it as a guinea pig in the 60s and the 70s. They use it to understand biochemical pathways so that they can understand other diseases. And once they get what they could out of it, they left black people uh, with it, with no cure, with nothing. So it's just been ignored. I'm aware of all of that. And that's why I wanted to go into that world. But something happened to me, which I won't go into right now due to time, that flipped my mind and made me realize I need to go into teaching. So when I left the MD-PhD program, my friends who were there, we were already, uh, uh, you know, going through the uh, uh, double uh, doctorate program. They told me straight up, this is Johnny. Have you lost your fucking mind? Are you crazy? Are you insane? What happened? You want to be a teacher? You want to left med school to be a teacher? I said, guys, you don't understand. I said, in life, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. They couldn't understand how I can do that. But I knew why. And the reason for me was very simple. It, it's a very simple reason. What I realized, I'm sick and tired of being the anomaly, of being the exceptionalist. I don't want to be home to be like, oh my God, Dr. Reynolds is here. As if I'm the only smart black person that in the room, by some reason, by a cerebral accident, nature created me. But my gift cannot be uh, normalized to the rest of my race. That is a problem for us as a black people. The idea of having, oh, the first African-American person to do this and that, that's some bullshit. That stuff, we need to get rid of that narrative too. Because when you believe in, oh, here's the first African-American uh, general surgeon. So what that really means is, here's the first black person that happened by some miracle of nature, some freak miracle of nature that happened to be able to do something like that. So we're not part of the law of average. I want to be part of the law of average. So I left all that nonsense and I went to the education system because I wanted to create a thousand little me. And that's what I've done. And you I know love what? it. We are, moving, love it. we are moving to the fucking decentralized space and I'm taking all of them with me. Amen. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Wow. I, I will tell, tell you something that I noticed and I meant to um, shoot you a DM about this, Nifty. Um, you started posting... Um, things about Muslim women's um, contribution in society. Um, and I have to tell Right, you, it's in the medium. 
Yeah. I have to tell you that I absolutely love it. One, I'm learning. That's right. Two, I identify, right? I completely right. identify. Um, I love that you had literally, like Cole, I'm going to come back to you and say it. He coined this phrase, quantum relationships. Complex quantum relationships. <laughs> there we go. Complex quantum relationships. Because uh, think man, about it. Talk, man. Yeah, because here, here's the thing, Alchemist. I grew yeah. up at 176 Newport Street in Brooklyn. Holy right, smoke. right, right. So when you said Linden Boulevard, I was like, hey, right? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> right. Um, and all of us, every single time we get somewhere and there's a yeah. public forum and even <laughs> private, that that phrase just keeps popping into my yep. head and gives me validation over and over and over again. Mm. Without knowing Nifty Muslim and mm. you talking about switching the narrative and controlling the narrative that the first black needs to go. Yes. He's already putting it out there. Hey, FYI, here's a woman that has contributed to society. Oh, and by the way, she's Muslim. He didn't lead with she's Muslim. Here's what she did. That's as right. It's an exception to the rule. Exactly. He led with, here's what she did. Yes. And by the way, she's Muslim. Yes. That's power. Absolutely that's, love it. Absolutely power. love it. Uh, I just want to give a shout out it. to Jan. She's also a teacher, um, alchemist. She joined oh, our really? space the other night. Yep. Yep. Welcome, my fellow um, Margaret. Yeah. Hi, Jan. Very happy that she she gave us some time today. I gotta tell you, this this is one of the reasons why I absolutely love my team at CME. Um, they give me the ability to still be who I am um, and make no apologies for it. Because we can't have this kind of space sponsored by a project that don't want to talk about these out there theories, right? Because it's out there. It's out there. Um, the truth is, man. You'll find me down rabbit holes on most days. Um, two years ago, before NFTs even became NFTs, I was down a rabbit hole on music. Um, and, and why, at that time, I dropped $1,500 to buy a trademark for music NFTs without having a music platform. Dropped that money like it wasn't nothing and bought it, right? Um, but that's the advantage of having my kind of brain. Um, I am able to connect dots in a way and see trending before trending becomes trending. I, I just do really good with data, right? Um, but what if I had had the proper education? Would I be a different person now? Would I have had the wealth that I want to create now a couple of years ago? Quite possibly, quite possibly. But I do know that in conversations as my kids got older, the twins are 20 now, um, the narrative became, particularly for my son, when he talks about trauma, um, it wasn't that he was born three and a half pounds, was told he'll never walk or talk, didn't speak till he was four, right? Um, couldn't really maintain friendships, was socially awkward, daily calls from the school, his disappointment, his tears, not understanding what's going on. His trauma didn't come from any of that. His trauma came from the New York City Board of Ed and continued through his education at East Stroudsburg North. It's because 
in that environment where understanding how his brain works, where it would have been an accommodation for him, he was the one that had to try to force himself, again, going back to see me and wearing the mask in order just to fit in. And that became overwhelming for him because he felt like he was denying who he is. And there's one thing that I was fortunate enough to gift to my children is that validation that you are here because mommy wants you. You are here because you are loved. And every step that you take on this earth, you own. You own that. And where you are at in this world, you own that. Because your chances of coming into being are one in a million. And you are here. And you're still here. So you are validated and loved. And that still wasn't enough to help him buffer the whole world telling him something different. So it's got to change in our education system. We have to foster environments that support learning in a different way because we are not all the same. You're right. And quite honestly, what's, what? Uh, you guys don't know what you started, man. I'm telling you, this thing here, it, it, it's going to change the world. Because when look in in the the way the system works, I mean I'm a teacher. We have a fellow educator here. I told MM this before. She knows it because you know she firsthand experienced it with her ch with her children. When you have a kid who's labeled special ed, <laughs> the minute that kid entered the education space, that kid is dead on arrival. The kid is already DOA. You know, <laughs> because everybody already know this kid has problems. And once you get that label attached to your back, it's game over. And uh, now we, uh, thank goodness, we're reaching a point now because of uh, awoken people realizing we need to give a voice to uh, uh, this, uh, you know, to our fellow uh, brothers and, and children in the spectrum of who we are. So you end up with this whole social emotional learning, new buzzword, the flavor of the month in town is great, <clears throat> but it's still uh, chocolate covered broccoli, you know, uh, because what you end up with, you know, teachers go to these workshops and they novocaine you for an hour or two and and everybody feel great like you're in church and you leave and you go back and you're still yelling at Tyrone. Say, what's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? And nothing has changed. You know, and, you know, it's just, it's just a reality. And the problem is, I believe it's a, it's, you can't see the kid for who he or she is. Right. But when you're a divergent, initiative what you've done what we've done here is we open a canvas we we create a story where you can see the child now you can see who this child is and then the beauty of it is hey there's nothing wrong with the kid he's just part of the human family he just his brain just functions differently do you understand how the human brain works as an educator, you don't know how the hell the brain works. So who are you? 
to determine how this person should function. Yeah, we know again. The kid has you know whatever so-called behavior. But what kid does it? Name a kid you tell me in school who want to sit down and learn anything. It's just a question of you got to teach to the strength of the child. Are you guys hearing me or am I speaking to myself? Man, I am just absorbing. Okay, let me just share one more line of this argument here or this or sharing this this you have to speak uh, to the strength of the child, right? So me personally, ah, Jesus Christ, in the Alchemist Club studios, look, man, you guys have to understand what I do. I have a learning space. When a kid come into the lab, it's like a kid in a uh, Charlie uh, Walker Walker factory because I there's no judgment. You, the, everybody's welcome, and we have everything available. You want to learn how to code? You want to? play with oobloks you want to play with glue i don't care what you want to do just i'm here to guide you and 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 and, and the other kids are there we create this family space where everybody feel welcome and guess what i have kids who are labeled special ed uh the trouble kids those kids come in the lab man holy moly their brain just on fire sometime and they just they just so fast because their brain works so fast. They quickly, if I'm doing the coding on Python and I'm doing something where they got to build these robotic systems, these kids are gone. So I have to tell the teachers. So actually, sometimes the teachers come looking for the kids. Like, well, what happened to him? He, he didn't show up after lunch. I said, well, he's, he's, he's learning over there. He's coding uh, something. No, no, but he has to go. Uh, we, 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 have, we have math. I said, you're not understanding. He's doing math. She put He's, what math is he doing? We, we got to do, we, he got to learn how to add numbers. I said, so you want this kid to stop coding and uh, in, in learning bits and codes because you want him to learn how to add numbers. You see, so, so it's, 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 it's the narrative that has to change. The whole idea of what it means to educate a child, what it means for a child to learn has to change. And the question then become, well, how do we do that? And I believe with uh, neurodivergent, when we started here, this book one, it's just a small number of books in the series of uh, work that we will do that will provide a lens for the whole system to see education as, as something else. We have the Montessori philosophy of how people learn. And everybody, you know, you can't even send your kids to a Montessori school because you can't afford it. Well, you know what? We're going to have something deeper than that. Because Alchemist Club is here with you guys. And believe me, I know how to do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Jen. LFG, man. LFG. <laughs> Jen, you can, you can speak. Thank you for joining. How are you, love? Hi, you guys. How are you? Thanks for the shout out, Misty. Oh, totally, 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 my Maverick educator. Can you introduce yourself a bit so I know who you are? Uh, yeah, so um, I am a fourth grade. My name is, my real name is Janan, but all my friends call me Jen. Um, okay, Jen. I am a fourth grade teacher. I live in uh, near Detroit, Michigan, and I teach at a um, largely based ESL school. Yes. Uh, out here in Michigan. Uh, I am a public school teacher. 
I support public school education, even though I understand that there's a lot of deficiencies in the system. Um, so the, uh, I agree with you 100% of what you're saying. Um, I just think that the schools, in all honesty, are um, stretched thin with, with regards to like resources and even like, um, I think, I feel like the world's moving faster than our school system and the schools are don't know even know where to, know how to catch up i mean they've started to incorporate like with my school like technology and steam classes and offering like you said robotics and i think it's a great start but i just feel like the world's moving faster than the schools are and the system i mean is very you're a teacher you know like our evaluations are based on these quote-unquote test scores and um um so for me like my first couple of years was such a struggle because I was always so worried how my kids were going to perform this was like the first year uh, last year our test scores didn't even count because of COVID right this year I'm like you know what I'm done like I'm going to teach my kids how to add how to subtract how to read I'm going to focus on skills that I know they're gonna need. And um, like when I did that, my funny enough, I get a call from um, the principal and she's like, I gotta talk to you. And I'm like, why? She's like, yeah, your kid scored the highest in the school. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> and I realized, you know what? Like that you, 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 we definitely have to change the way. And I know what I did different is I focused on the learner, where the learner was struggling, what gaps I need to uh, fill in. Because remember, they weren't in school. So for about, like, we were virtual for almost a year and a half. Yes. So I, I came in with kids who the last time they were in school was in second grade. And now That's they're correct. in fourth. So it's kind of like I was teaching second graders. Um, and it was, uh, it was definitely a challenge, but you know, I said, you know what, I just, I'm not going to worry about these test scores. I know they're not going to replace me. That's they right. Gonna get? Like, there's such a shortage. Like, I'm just, I just let that all slide. And I'm like, I'm going to teach to them. What I do, and, I, and, I, uh, and it, you know, it worked, you know, but I will say, like, I just feel like with class sizes, like, they're putting more and more on teachers. And I feel like, for the most part, teachers feel burned out and overwhelmed. It's not that they might not want to teach to the learner. I just feel like they're struggling with uh, what they're coming into, you know? You know, I totally agree with you. And uh, as you know, I'm a little battlefield soldier uh, in, 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 in the space. One thing I, 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 I commend you on, and you might not want to look at it like that, but what you did, you let go of the fear. Because the minute you say to yourself, you know what, F it. I'm great. I, as an educator, I have my degree and I'm qualified. I pass all my tests to be certified to do this. I am going to take control of the ship and I'm going to teach the kids what I know they need to learn in order to pass the test, beyond the test, but to educate them, right? So then, it, then, then that work came to fruition and then you got decorated with medals and all of that. But God forbid, come hell or high water. You would have held to pay if it had went the other way. But when, as a brave maverick educator, you took it upon yourself and you took a risk and you're right. 
where the hell are they going to find people in this day and age because teacher getting burned out left and right. <clears throat> One thing, Jen, I looked at as far as uh, the system, I look at it in a different way. What happened is, as you know, and you know normally when school opened, teachers, we spent 80% of our time on nonsense meetings after meetings with the principal and all these other nonsense have nothing to do with teaching. So here's the deal. When you guys were uh, fully virtual, was the principal necessary at that point? What purpose did that principal serve? When you guys, when you were virtual with your kids on Google Classroom or whatever platform you were using to give them instruction, it became an issue between you and your students. Uh, what happened at that point, Jen, we reached a point, a, a, a test was done without people realizing what really happened. For that year and a half, education practically got decentralized because there was no purpose for the district anymore. The principal would call all those meetings to try to rail people back in and, 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 and take over and take control. But you know that was a false takeover because you're in your home, the kids are on, online with you. It became an issue between you and your students. It wasn't perfect. There's a lot of glitches. We know the kids need the social interaction. We know that. We got that. Okay, that's very important. But what, what COVID proved and show us is that at least it's possible if something goes down, we can take our education to the virtual space. And in time, it will get even better and better and better. But for me, I must say, leave you with one last thought. For me as an educator, as a researcher, what I see is decentralization. Decentralization is what's killing the kids. You know what? I guarantee you, you throw your kids in front of Fortnite, Roblox and all those advanced complex game they playing, those kids are learning more math, more reading, more ELA, more science than anyone. But the re the problem is, uh, we we we're not at a point where uh, we can take those learning activities they doing and kind of bet it in in a way where we can see the real learning. That's why the kids cannot transfer the, the learning, the learning in Roblox and all of that stuff to the, to, to, the, to the static learning that they're learning in the classroom. This is really what's happening. And, and, and what's going to happen, Jen, I'm telling you the truth. We're going to reach a point soon where education will go virtual. Remember, I told you that. You will see. And these kids who are wasting I disagree away. with you, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, we have, we're in a, like, a, in a modern day society where you got two parent households Okay. and they're working, like yes. the parents are working or it's a one parent household and the, the parent is the mom or the dad who's single is working yes. and virtual for our district was, was a failure. Like it was, it didn't, I mean, yeah, the kids showed up, but did yeah. they, was much learning really done? No. And the reason um, was because uh, the kid was at home and sometimes the kid would log off. The parents yeah. are not there and show up three or four hours later. And we we actually allowed parents to vote if they wanted to remain virtual 
Yes. And they all voted no. They all want to. They want their kids back in the classroom. And you because, know what? Because the schools, because the schools have become the babysitter. Because our society has pushed forth the narrative that it requires a two-income household just for yeah. basic needs. It's an economic so, thing. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me change the, the, the perspective now. Yes. You're talking about the United States of America. This is not what occurs in other developed countries. Go look. That's correct. Go look. So if we're talking about... Um, the United States of America being prepared because, in my opinion, they've already dropped down. You, we're not a superpower anymore. Like, like that, yeah. that whole narrative yeah. of USA, USA, man, go on with that bullshit, right? Um, look at our educated system, uh, education system. Look at how we care for the elderly. Look at our health care costs. Um, that shouting USA, USA, that's bullshit. That ain't going to get you nowhere in the world stage, right? Sure. So now those in power have to understand that in order to maintain that power, sure. they have to provide some accommodations to the masses. And that accommodation is going to come through virtual learning because now it becomes the conversation of, well, if we can't be competitive, and the only way to be competitive is to have that virtual learning environment, then you're going to start seeing private sectors That's starting to offer that ability for those who can't afford it. That's Therefore, right. widening the gap between yep. your common laborer and the everyday individual. So it's not that parents just arbitrarily decided, hey, um, this virtual environment is not going to work for my children. They don't learn. That's what they tell you. That's what's occurring. What's actually occurring is parents need the babysitting system, which is our education system, and the government needs the education system to keep the masses in. That's exactly what it is. But, learning, but listen, I will say, I did teach virtually, and I... I, I did it for almost two years and yes. I hated my life. I hated every second of it. I, I, I would never go back to it. I think I'm not saying that, that, uh, that for some kids, they might learn better behind the screen, but I feel like, um, if it was my kid, I would want them to be in school. And the reason is because I feel like nothing can replace a human being. Like, I, I was a virtual teacher. Jen, you're, not, you're not replacing anything. Look, I'm an educator. Look, the stuff that I do, you need the physical human interaction and contact, especially at the lower grade. When you have a kid in pre-K, K, in the elementary, those kids need that. But what's yeah, going to happen? percent. Yeah, listen, you're talking to this. We, we're speaking the same language here. But what we're talking about here, we're looking at a seismic shift of what's coming. Right. Like, for example, you know, you were uh, uh, an educator, uh, you know, who were born in a certain time, who's adopting into the technology. But imagine now you have uh, these young kids who are in Twitter, IG all over. They're going to join the workforce and they're going to be joining to become educators. Those kids are already plug in. They know how the system works and how to use all of that stuff. In 10, 20, 30 years, you think they're going to want to be sitting in the, in the classroom with, with, with kids and doing those things when there's the option and the technology is at a point where, where this is where the world is going. 
And you and, and, and Emmy's right. What's gonna happen is, for example, right? What I'm noticing, people with access to assets, parents who have real money, during the pandemic, what they were what they discovered, those who were uh, working from home, as you know, all the higher ups with the elite with the money, they realized, oh my goodness, I barely had time to spend with my child. I can actually have a conversation at the table with my child. I can, the, the whole dynamic shift. So you're going to reach a point where people with the access to assets are going to have this hybrid program where the kids might go one or two days in, and then they are home with the parents. Eventually, this thing's going to map over. You know what happened this week in Board of Ed? They have a new uh, school now. It's called a school without walls. It's here. Uh, they have a new school now called a school without walls. I already wrote to the principal. She's claiming they're looking for uh, people who have the skills and all of this stuff to start this new revolution in Board of Ed. So Board of Education itself, the largest school system in the country, already strike the hammer. They have a school without wall in September where those kids don't have to come in anymore. Yeah, we they have a look- virtual academy. I'm telling you. About, okay. Like- it's like it's like a it's like a virus. Eventually, but I still don't yeah. see it fully replacing. Oh, it's gonna not. It's not an. It's not. It's I not, just don't it's see not, it It's happening. not a replacement. I think, Jen. I think you're looking at it from a different perspective. As an option. Um, what we're talking about is not replacement of the teachers. It's a fundamental part of social engagement um, that helps children um, learn and grow. Right. Right. Um, that societal setting, which is uh, an integral part of community. Um, but you also have to consider these factors. They had the highest resignation rate this year in the early part of the year. That's people correct. were talking about people didn't want to work. It wasn't that. It was enlightenment. It yeah, meant it that, hey, in the past year, all this time, not only was I able to be more productive That's right. and spend time with my family and save some money by working from home, yes. if it worked then, why can't I do the same thing now? And so this is why I'm telling you that, that this space requires that education factor. Go take a look. A lot yep. of these projects are hiring. Um, a lot of big companies within the crypto space are hiring and all of it is a virtual work environment. Well, there are metaverses being set up right now already for learning. That's um, the colleges were pushing that narrative for a while. Um, there are plenty of people that got their degrees from Kaplan University, right? Online. Oh, it's yeah. There. I did my master's all virtual. Like, I'm right. telling you. I'm yeah, not so saying, it's not replacing, I, it's not replacing the teacher. I, I, I think, I think it's, it's just be a different way. option for sure, 100%. That yeah, I agree with you with. Yeah, but that's where it's going. You got these new universities where they're building the digital twins where you're on campus, but you're there virtually. It's just the way the world is going. At the end of the day, uh, the, the, I, the, here for us, we are the early adapters. <clears throat> uh, these things are going to get quasi and messy and fuzzy. That's okay. That's just part of the process. But th- for me as an educator, I've been doing this for close to uh, uh, three uh, three decades now. Uh, as far as far as I can tell, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the BIPOC community. If we are waiting for uh, our kids to somehow uh, uh, make it in the system uh, the way it is right now, 
We are wasting our time. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be business as usual. And, and that's exactly how it's going to end up. What I'm saying here is we have to strike the hammer while the iron is hot here and, and seize the moment with this blockchain, which is a slight opening for us to do something different. And in the process of doing that, we will bring about a change. You don't know where it's going to go, but we hope for the best. And we are doing it, and we have to keep moving forward. Can and I, I mean, ask what grade levels you work with, Alchemist? Oh, Jesus. I work with all of them, pre-K to 12. Oh, geez. You're a yeah, I, I'm busy. a science <laughs> I'm You're a, a science guy. I teach them all. Uh, you give me the little pre-K, 3K, I, I'll take them straight to the metaverse with me. And then we just think on a, we just fly out to space. What what types of programs do you like that, that you like? What do you work like? What do you what, use? what do I do? Yeah, I will send you a link to, uh, to the Alchemist Club Studios website. You'll see what the kids are doing. Let me give you an example. Um, you see yeah, how you have... DM me, DM me. No, I will DM you. Uh, for example, you see how you have the Amazon Alexa, the Google Assistant, right? Yeah, I can have my fourth graders build you one and code it from scratch. No way, I'm telling you, that's what I do. I can, I can have I, I can have them form grader. I can have them set it up for you, and 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 in three weeks they'll they'll program your whole system for you. And these are not some kids who are uh, waking up at uh, in Connecticut in one of the high end uh, socioeconomic neighborhoods. These are kids in the South Bronx belly eat breakfast this morning, you know. So it it what happened here is that you just have to open uh, an opportunity for real learning to take place. Because what, what I've done with my principal, I told her straight up, I said, look, and, I, and I'm honest with her, I said, don't come here, don't bother me, please don't bother me. When they come to do the evaluation in my class, I told her, be sit over here, just watch what the kids are doing. If you have a question for me, ask me. But don't bother me with stupidity because I don't have the time for it. I don't have the time for it. I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, I could do that because of you know where I am right now in, in, the, in the system, but... But I, they know, they know. I tell them, look, I know the game, man. You guys can't come here talking this nonsense, man. I, 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 I'm not part of that mess. It's mafia business. Take it out of my class, man. It's not gonna fly. And they respect me, and they walk away. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. It's, it's just, it's just a game, man. It's, it's, it's a game. It's a game. You the know, world, the world is a game, man. Yeah, but at least let the people know. You know, you got masses of people out here strong. Uh, they're just sleepers at the switch in the street. These people are just killing each other. They have no idea the, the, the hand that controlled them and why they behave a certain way. And is it social engineering? Something yeah, like that. I stepped away for a second. I had to speak to someone, uh, but I've been back for about 15 minutes. Um, You've just confirmed even further that I definitely don't want to put my children into the system. Um, like, if you look at Scandinavian countries, they go to school for three hours. Half of that, they play. That's right. And they have the best scores and best... Of course. You know, best on all of the, you know, the, the tests and the... So, like... Of course. Well, of course, man. Think about it like that. Look. I don't really, I really do attempt to put my kids into a system like that, to be honest. Cool. And that's no knock on, on educators or anything, because... What you have, and that doesn't take anything away from like someone like you um, at all. The thing that wouldn't help them, as you know, is the social interaction, man. Because sometimes 
I've seen kids who are kind of homeschooled and they're a little bit off when it comes time to have that dynamic. You need to have that. You know, it's all part of the human development. If somehow you can balance it, where you make sure your kids have that kind of, uh, it's very important. But other than I agree with you 100% because when the kids finally came back, they didn't know how to even talk to each other, man. I had to, like, what's wrong with you guys? Talk. Yeah, you know, the teacher told her kids to stay quiet, but like they, they didn't know how to talk to each other. Yeah, because a, a big part of yeah. it then became um, programming. That's how easy it is to program a mind. Yeah, that literally is how easy it is to program a mind, and you need to bear that when when you you notice certain behaviors. Right, right. Um, did it exist before you spoke it into being, um, or, or was it always there? It's, it, I, I equate it to buying a car. You, you go shopping for a car. Um, you bought the one you want, bought the color you want. Now, all of a sudden, you're conscious of how many people actually have that car because now you see it everywhere. It's simply about awareness. Um, the things that you see every day, you pay no attention to, none whatsoever. But now that you're bonded with that idea, now, all of a sudden, you see it everywhere. Um, this is what marketing companies pay liquid gold for, mm. right? Um, and that's your data. You're spending that's right. finding the connection right. to target you personally. You um, so <clears throat> if you took that and reverse engineered it and say, okay, if a big part of community, if a big part of what social engagement should be about um, is teaching the benefit as a collective, versus the benefit as an individual. So when the kids went back now to that environment where everybody was their own little individual, um, being in their own little space, it then became more difficult to connect. Some kids expressed more because of the safety and security of a keyboard. It is the reason why you have so many trolls on Twitter it's the reason why people are comfortable to post whatever they like on social media because they have that that they they feel hidden so i can be a racist piece of shit and post all the racist stuff that i want um but in real life you know act like no that's not how i really think it's that ability to hide um and so when you come back to the classroom after that virtual environment where you were where you were most comfortable being yourself you you now felt awkward you no longer knew how to engage because you were never comfortable being you to begin with i believe it's changing that narrative that making it acceptable for all that makes it more engaging and builds the society that we want because that little kid that takes five minutes to respond to a hello is no longer strange or weird. Oh, he just needs, it's, that's his processing time. And you're okay with that. We immediately get offended when we extend courtesy and it's not accepted. That's a try beautiful it. way to look at it. Yeah, I like literally that. try it. it. I promise too. you, try it. Hold door so. open for somebody. And they don't say thank you. And they don't say thank you. All of a sudden, un seriously, it, it affects right. you emotionally. Yeah, it, 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 
it affects people emotionally. And the reason why it affects them emotionally is because you have extended yourself um, with a common courtesy and you felt that that person should have responded in kind. At the same time, I will say like, um, I'm with Alchemist. I feel like if you're gonna put your kid in something, you don't want them completely on, in the virtual sphere and then not have that interaction because like today I, I put a problem on the board. I give the kids whiteboards and then I um, I told them, all right, solve the problem any way you know how. Just figure, accept the standard away. Basically it was an addition, two digit yeah. addition problem. Yes. And there's one girl who's, I know she's struggling with stuff going on at home because yeah. the parent made me aware. And this is summer school, by the way. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't put too much pressure on her, but I was looking at her whiteboard and she was flying through it doing like amazing. And I said, do you want to come up to the class and like show them what you did? And at first she's like, no. So I said, okay. I had somebody else then go up and then she like, I could see the confidence building, you know, she yes. her and she goes, okay, I'll go next. <laughs> and this is what I mean. You're not going to get this in the virtual. Like if, if your kid is completely virtual, she saw the other girl, you know, show how she solved the problem and she got a boost. She said, okay, if she did it, I can do it. You know what I mean? So I just, but that can like... be thought that can be it thought can. You can. virtually. It, it really can. And I don't mean that we go to an automated system of learning. That's not going to work either, right? That's not going to work. Um, it can't be you sit down, type in a password, and then the computer starts teaching you. Um, yes, it might be um, a better way to absorb information because you can go at your, your own pace. But they're virtual. I've, listen, I've worked virtually for 15 years. For 15 years I've worked virtually. I know, virtually. but Misty, look, Haven't I teach... I teach elementary kids and like that girl is having a hard time at home. Stuff's going on. So right. every day I give her a hug, you know, I ask her how she is. Nothing's going to replace that. No, I totally I mean. agree. It's just not gonna, like, I'm not a fan of go Like they need that. They need to see people and they need to know that people in real life care about them. So I'm not a Jen, fan I of totally, Jen, listen, I totally agree. I think we're all saying the same thing. The idea of virtual learning is not just like you got a kid at home and you plug into cyberspace and you right. That's not what I'm talking about here. Like I said again, like I've been a educator. Kids need to be involved with uh, develop, develop their psychomotor skill and their dexterity and working on real objects in the real world. That is extremely important. What I'm, what I'm saying here, for example, the North really, maybe the you're, break, you're breaking up again. Okay. Let me put on my You cannot yeah. have a pre or three taping not interacting. That's not what you're talking about. The first step we got kids on the upper grade, right? High school. You're gone for me. Okay, hold I, on. I one second. Can you hear me now? Much better. Thank you. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, what I was saying, Jan, is you have kids in the upper grades. Let's just take high school, for example, Jan. Right now, 99.9% .9 of these kids who are in high school 
These kids are plugged into IG. You know that. Twitter. Those kids are all over social media. They, they doing all of it. And then they go to school. I, I teach those grades, so I, I believe me, I know what I'm talking about. And they have to sit there bored to death all day. And it's, it's, I get that. School is not supposed to be whatever. But what I'm saying is we're going to reach a point where the learning has to change, right? If yeah. we want to create a society where you have the creator economy, where people can become self-sufficient, to be able to have self-sustainability, we don't build this android world. Anyway, that's real soon governments won't be able to, 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 to handle this thing anyway, because that, that this is where the world is going. You know, this idea of social security and all of these incentives that the government throwing out there and, and, and as carrots in front of, these, of, the, of, of the masses, that stuff's going to dry up. The system is going to change. So I'm just telling you, based on what I'm observing, we have to reach a point where these learners, we create malleable minds, critical thinkers, people who, are, by the time they get to high school, they can create on their own, they can think outside of the box, and they can be successful in this world of assets that's coming. And, and, and unfortunately, in our case, it's always the BIPOC community that is really in the deep hole. I'm not saying the world is not, the whole world is. But in this country, the problem in this country is that we have a moral obligation in this country to wake up and, and do something for the, those who are at the bottom of the ladder who have no way of escaping Plato's caves here. And until we do that, we're going to have a problem in our hand. You know, New York City right now is a cowboy town. You see people committing all kinds of crime, petty crime for no reason. Why? Because if a man can't eat, he'll do anything for a piece of bread. And the, the, the rope is getting tighter around these people's neck. There's no, you're going to reach a point where you don't have the skills, you don't have nothing to survive. So that generation, unfortunately, they, they're already done. But me, my concern is for these young kids who are coming out of high school and beyond. I don't want another generation of these kids just wasted away. I, I want to further this discussion, Alchemist. Um, this yes. Is my podcast, I can do whatever I want with it. But, of course. But, <laughs> but what I do want to do is, yes. is you, you said this, and I want to, uh, Nifty has to leave in, in a few minutes, but I want to yes. plug. I got to leave soon, too. I want to plug directly into what he is talking about, because when you talk about that virtual environment and the Wait. kids, and at what age do you start that? His metaverse concept, I absolutely am in love with. So, how do you see this playing out, knowing where you're heading with your with your project, Nifty? Um, so the our metaverse is just supposed to be a very safe place for kids and women, first of all, and um, that was the first thinking we brought um, to bring the metaverse in. So um, we saw many like uh, different like projects that are coming up and it's mostly like um, violence that attract people with different kinds of uh, different kinds of violence. I think that kind of attracts people or that's kind of fun to play with. Okay. But I was uh, what we're thinking, like if we take uh, metaverse to the next step or if we want to involve the next generation into metaverse, they should also have like a safe space where a whole family can enjoy or they can bring, um, they can play the games in front of their parents without being cooped up in a room. The parents can be involved with the kids 
uh, in the same space where they can communicate with each other. I mean, they both can be in metaverse, but they can communicate with each other, knowing that there will be nothing that kind of, you know, make them uncomfortable in front of each other. So that was the um, the concept that we're trying to bring into metaverse. I like, I love that. Can I share something with you? I want to bring to your attention since they're yeah. gonna be, since they're gonna, since you're creating the space where uh, place is, play is gonna be a major fact uh, uh, factor, correct? Yes. All right. It would, uh, were you considering, for example, uh, there's a way the play can be designed where you have this kind of like high-end critical thinking, logic games that's designed while the learner is learning these things, but um, the, the knowledge is embedded in the game, although it's a game, but they're learning at the same time. Instead of just having uh, games that just they just interact with, it's just kind of like uh, 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 just uh, uh, brainless entertainment where they're just playing it and then uh, it's like eating popcorn. You know, you, 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 I, 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 the reason I'm telling you this is because when I did my doctoral study, what I did, uh, I created a, 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 a game on a multi, a multi-user virtual platform where when the learner lag in, when the learner learner lag in the game world, the avatar landed in Africa, in Tanzania. I'm just giving you an example. I know you got to run. So what I did, no I was eight. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to create a curriculum on dynamic ecosystems. So everything mm-hmm. was embedded in the game where the kids are playing and they're learning all of this stuff while they're having fun, but yet they're learning about ecosystem without even realizing it. You see what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm just saying, uh, as you built uh, your, your metaverse, uh, always, you know, we could definitely vibe on that, man. You'll have my information and all. It would be great for you to have uh, uh, some game that deals with some uh, logic puzzles that have a cognitive. Right. So that's another yeah. part, like, you know, like um, something that family enjoys. So when we get yes. together, let's say you are with your family, yes. you get, you have those board games that are Excellent. also like educative and also like you know, kids and parents can play together. So those kind of stuff we want to include in the metaverse, like it's all I love in it. kind of like R&D phase right now. But yes, that's yes. also we want to involve. Nifty, um, where I, is this? Sorry to disrupt you, but where are you doing all this? Do you have a Discord? Like, where is this? Like, yeah, I have a Discord. It's all in my Twitter bio, the link tree. Okay. If you go there, all the links okay, are there. Okay, I'm going to be your guinea pig. I'm going to play all these games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what we're, we're trying to do. And my, by the way, like um, with Alchemist and Jane, Jane probably know from yesterday, my wife is also a public school teacher in New York. So the PFT oh, that wow. you see... That's no based on her. So that's how she looks. And that's the base character. And depending on her look, we change a bunch of Wow. Characters. First of so all, I basically... told you stop, stop saying yeah. you're from New York. You awesome. Are. Okay. I'm going to say the, oh, yeah. like somewhere. The Bronx is not New York. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. We got yeah. you, bro. I'm going to check, check your space, man. We'll be in touch. I already follow you. So, all yeah. right. Say no we're just starting out and then also the thing is like i don't want people to feel rushed about our project i understand so trying to take it very slow and uh, okay. that's why we're doing our whitelist for a long long time i don't want people to get into formal like you know it's only available exactly. 24 hours 48 hours if gotcha. you like our project we're here so if you you know check us whenever you want and then understand what we're doing that's the people i want to be involved in i don't want people who just wants to make quick money and you know leave us 
Um, Man, which one hundred percent? I mean, yeah, I've been building forever, for for a long time. Even before metaverse right. and this catch uh, buzzword, I've been yeah. in this education for for a long time, building, building, and that led to what I've done. I'll forward also link to our Discord server so you can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So um, I got to run, guys, and um, we have this Sunday state with uh, Mr. Money, and um, we'll be hosting together. And okay. um, there we, we can talk about, I mean, we talk about different projects that are women-led, unique, or one-on-one -on -one artists. So um, so there will be a lot of interesting projects you can, you know, you get to see and talk about. So I would love you guys um, to, you know, come and check it out later. Oh, totally, totally, man. We'll, we'll definitely vibe with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. M -M it's and and I'm about to cut out too. Yeah, yeah no worries, you know. baby. It's on Sundays at 2 p.m. EST time. Um, and and last week we had well over 200 participants. Um, it was right. a lot of fun. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. All right, cool. gang. So sorry, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Nifty. I'll let no, you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just gonna. Say, you know, I, this was really beautiful. I mean, we we know. Mm, I know you always invite me, and I'm sorry. You know, my life is extremely. You know, uh, you know, you know what it how it is. So, but I, I'm glad to be here, and I'm looking forward to uh, continuous conversation with the, with the team. You guys rock, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming in. Yeah, really, Thank really you. appreciated. Um, the alpha yeah. dropped was massive. Um, a lot of key things yeah. came out. I, I'm Not still only... thinking about what some of the things you say. Yeah, it, probably I'll know, think it... about next 48 hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a black hole. But the truth is, that's what we're building. Nifty and no, I that's all true. Yeah, that's why the collaboration. We want to educate. Um, you know, right. if you're interested in a project, just check out our bio. But the truth is we want to educate people. We want people to ask those questions and not feel some type of way, right? Yeah, we uh, want that personal connection. On Thursdays and on Sundays. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks, man. We'll catch yeah. up. Bye, everybody. Peace. Take care. You too. Um, so, uh, Mr. I, I got to run too. I'll um, see you later. So, yep, yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch up with you, Nifty. Um, I don't want to cut you off, Jan, or anybody who just joined. Um, I see my buddy, Crazy Kimberlyn. Man, this guy got some. I'm sorry, guys. I just have to say hello to him. Um, I just love his rap. He, he's he's into music. He did he did something for a project that I really liked. Um, called Groovy Doodles. Um, a big big fan of their Discord. Um, I don't know, Crazy. Are you are you are you able to speak? Yes, no, maybe, probably not. Um, that's okay. Um, you, 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 oh, there we go. Beautiful. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. It's been a great space so far. Just, you know, a, a, any and everything is on the table, man. Let's discuss. What's going on? Nothing much. Yeah, I'm just listening and playing around on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, just, just listening, just listening and uh, <laughs> uh, taking it all in. Yeah, that's the vibe. That is definitely the vibe. Um, I like hosting these spaces, particularly this one, um, just because it, it gives an opportunity for people to just chat. You could talk about anything. You talk about crypto. You talk about learning. Um, and we had a great conversation thus far. Um, I don't know if Yomi has to run off. 
But I, I can say from my standpoint, love the work that you're doing. Um, sooner or later, I'm going to get around to doing something with music. I definitely will be sliding into your DMs like butter and toast. <laughs> and we could discuss that further. Um, Yomi, what's yeah. good, baby? You want to share some more uh, little little hints of Alpha about the book since we've been talking about education and, and trying to improve um, our world, our, our little tiny piece of this world through making sure that we provide environments that are conducive to learning and, and creating more acceptance within our society. And that starts with our kids. Okay. So what little tidbit? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I will say this. Um, the teacher that is in the book, he is a, a vital asset. He's an asset because the way I describe his teacher, he is basically the only person in the character's grade level that can teach them or can um, respond to them the way and interact with them the way they need it. There, There is no other teacher, you know, quite on his level. And um, one of the characters... I go into, I don't, well, I'm not going to say I go into detail, but I say something along the lines of this child has had difficulty with all the other teachers that he's had um, interactions with, but the teacher that he's with now allows him to express himself, yet he still, um, yet the teacher still teaches him how he can express himself but maintain a certain type of um but behave a certain type of way where it's not detrimental to to the child nor to others around him so the child doesn't feel any restraint he is allowed to express himself he knows how to express himself the teacher actually gives him ideas as in how to express himself and even though he um, is allowed to express himself the teacher does give him structure so I wanted it to look as if um, the child isn't like crazy and all over the place because that's how they depict these children a lot of times they make them sound like they're so uncontrollable this child is not and his teacher embraces and understands what he needs to do and he allows him to do it and at the same time he teaches him how to express it with structure. So that's a little tidbit of alphabet that's in the book. More and more we talk about it being a children's book, right? Um, but the truth is anybody can, can either listen to the audio or read the book and walk away with something positive. If it's just a better understanding on how um, those classifications fit. Um, I love how you broke down what it truly means. Like why Desmond, um, you know, looks up and to the left, um, and takes a beat before he immediately responds. Um, how Zeke is so active, um, and, and what explains what motivates him. It, it, it's so much more than just being this children's book that is about the neuroheroes um, and they having the superpowers because their brain variation is different. 
Um, it is about asking for social acceptance um, and embracing um, the variety that exists. If we accept the variety that exists in nature and are appreciative of the fact that you can buy a red rose or a pink one and love either color, um, love tulips because of the smell, um, love everything else that's provided in variety in nature, why are we unable to do the same amongst human beings? We weren't designed to be the same. We weren't designed to be the same. Um, more and more science is proving that, yes, while on a genetic level, we share the trait of being human beings. Um, it's why no kind of treatment can be considered viable for all. Now think on, think on it on that level. If we can't determine that one course of treatment is viable for every single human being, it tells you that on a biology level that we're all different. So then why do we fight the fact that we are different and embrace those differences rather than utilizing the narrative to separate and classify and label? Because that doesn't exist in nature. It doesn't exist in nature. Everything in nature as varied as it is, is designed to work within an ecosystem that improves, impacts something else. But human beings are, I had somebody say human beings are, are, are virus, right? Uh, I mean, you, I laughed, I laughed, but, but it's kind of true, right? Um, because we attack what we're around. You know, we, we're, we're on our way to, to destroying our home. Um, it's one planet, guys. <laughs> one planet, right? And in our mass to consume um, and just be crabs in a barrel, climbing upon each other, not caring about who's at the bottom, um, it's why we're heading so fast into destruction. Um, we need to be able to take a beat. And if nothing else you've gained from hearing our conversations today... It is about taking that beat and taking the opportunity to try to improve the lives of those around you because you have that social responsibility. You have that moral obligation to understand that if you can feed someone, you should do it. Not because you have to, but simply because good karma is good karma wherever you can get it. That's my concept. That's what I'm taking away. Um, I love that you guys spend this much time with me today. Normally, these are, are two-hour sessions. Um, yeah, David. I'm sorry I didn't see that you had a request to speak sooner. I love the profile pic, by the way. I love that girl looking at the burning house. <laughs> Did you have a question, David? David, like, I'm yet to know more about NFTs. I'm new to a game NFT. The thing is that I really, really like artworks a lot, like most especially NFTs. 
But I don't know how to create them. Like, I really love if I could find a teacher or someone who could pull me through. I've really checked a lot of classes on YouTube, but I ain't really catching a lot of things on YouTube. So I don't think there's anyone here who could be sincerely honest to teach me. Can anyone well, when you talk about that, but yes, I, I can hear you. When you talk about um, learning yeah. how to create an NFT, yeah. right? Uh, are you already an artist or are, are you, all, can you already draw naturally or have you played around with, with software like Adobe Creative Crowd, anything like that? Um, um, no, Photoshop? I don't create like software designs or so, but like, I could actually draw like on papers or so, but I actually tried them on computers, personal computers on my phone. I haven't tried those. Okay, well, I will tell you if you're already a gifted artist physically in real life yeah. uh, and you want to know how to go about the technical aspects of creating yeah. an NFT. You see yes. the gentleman that was in our chat earlier called Alchemist19? Oh, hello. You say? Um, Alchemist nineteen. He was. He was in. He was speaking earlier. Okay. Um, if you can find him on Twitter, okay. actually, I'm gonna look for his Twitter account right now when we post something, so you can find it or pin okay. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I actually DM you for that? Yeah, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. Yeah, just shoot oh. me a DM and I'll, I'll I'll find some information for you. Okay, David. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thank, thank you for you asking the question. Much. I love it. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? And and I've been kind of somewhat in the same boat as him as like on the music side. <clears throat> as And I've been talking to Vert and the Groovy Doodle guys to get some help. <clears throat> and they've been, they've been pretty helpful on the side of... You know, like I've been doing so much with with music and these projects and helping promote projects. And <clears throat> even with my solo songs, uh, I'm so used to just recording a song, putting a visual over it and uploading it as a video on Twitter. But I need to get to the point of 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 getting uh, of releasing these NFTs, no longer put them out as NFTs and actually trying to do something with it. Uh, instead of just doing these tracks and then putting them on Twitter as a video and like, boom, there you go. Like actually like, no, dude. where's your monetization crazy? Well, here's the thing. Like I have like five, like maybe five albums out. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Pandora, but, but we're talking NFTs. It's a whole nother ball game. Um, and, and that's, that's the thing. Like that's, I, I want to take this stuff um, and and uh, into this space, uh, which is which is which is different, um, and and that's the thing. Like I like and like I said, I've talked I talked to the Groovy Doodle guys, and I think they're gonna be helping me out a little bit. But um, like I put together a whole mixtape for a different project of gathering all these other artists that also are interested in being a part of this mixtape, this NFT mixtape. But I was not the one putting it out. I just. I, I just curated it. I put it together for them to release. So like it's um, even still, it, it's just mad. No, you, you need to be looking at the monetization that, that here's the, here's the thing that I, I mean, really love all my about. Music. I produce everything. I write everything. I record myself. I've been doing this for so long to where 
I literally do everything myself, videos, everything. Like I'm one of those people who I don't, I like to learn things to where I don't need to go to someone else to, to have to pay for it. I want to, I have done so much YouTube research as far as equipment producing and everything I've, I've been self-taught for so long. And I'm like, man, I just, but the NFT thing is a little, it's a little more difficult. It's new. Yeah, it, it can be a little bit intimidating. So there are several ways that you can approach music um, when it comes to the blockchain. And primarily, here is number one. That is a misconception that people don't know. Um, and this is where you're going to get some alpha, guys. Um, first of all, the blockchain is its own identity. And you can have your music on all of the social media platforms and earn your royalties from those and not be in conflict with any user agreement when you put music out on the blockchain. Because on the blockchain, it becomes a collectible item, typically released in a limited way. Um, unless you are signed specifically to a recording label and they forbid you putting out music in any form other than direct distribution to them, you can have your music on all social media platform as well as putting it on the blockchain. Now, how does that provide value? Number one, it gives you ownership right to immediately say. Now, this is as simple as you writing a song, minting that song, and keeping it hidden in your wallet. Why? Because now you can prove to anybody playing your music anywhere on any blockchain that they owe you money. That is proof, absolute proof of ownership. This is what having a master of your song on the blockchain can do for you. It puts you firmly in charge for distribution rights. Hey, you got a metaverse? Like my music? Want to pipe it through to, to your social engagement setting? Yeah, that's distribution rights. Um, I saw that coming. Uh, when I went down the rabbit hole of mu the music industry and how much it goes towards all of those big things that musicians like to boast and brag that they have. 15 cars when you only can drive one. Um, the 10 houses when you can only live in one place. Um, the managers, the bodyguards, and what um, they have to give up in return for those things. Those things really don't have any transit value because here's the deal. You're counting on your popularity at that time to continue to earn an income because you have no residual rights coming into you because all of that belongs to the record label. What the blockchain has switched the narrative so completely and turned shit on head is more and more adaptability is being built in. And because of that, it puts you firmly in the driver's seat to dictate how, when, and where people can play your music and how to monetize it. So kudos to you for providing that music to other projects, and that's absolutely okay. And sure, you can make the little video for them on Twitter, but if I were you, I'd hop onto a mint site tonight and mint all of it. That becomes your master. That becomes your proof that you own that music, irrefutable proof that you own that music. If anybody tries to copy it elsewhere, if anyone else tried to duplicate that, guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna need to pay you some money, buddy. They're gonna need to pay you some money. 
This is what blockchain can do. It is currently occurring in the publishing world um, where normally in real life, you put out a book. Better copyright that bad boy. If it's not copyrighted, there's no proof, right? Um, you are limited in the United States to certain coverage by right. It's called intellectual property. Well, if you can show proof that you created the idea and the concept and, and it's literally like doing a drawing, showing the original, um, then yeah, you might stand a foot in the court. Um, none of that is important on a blockchain because proof immediately goes the minute you hit mint. That is now your proof of ownership. It is irrefutable. Oh, yeah. By My main means. issue, like, like, I guess is like, is, is more the process. Like, so, so I've asked about it and I've been told there's like two different ways. Mm -hmm. One is to pay like maybe like over a thousand dollars to um, do this myself, to put out, to, to have this, to have it. Uh, it it's the process. Um, no, no, it's a, not true. Or, or go through OpenSea and then just, you know, let OpenSea take care of it and have a single, like it, it's, it's the process where that has. Correct. Me. What, that's what you need to worry about because, because again, um, as NFTs go more and more towards utility, right? Um, I have the trademark for MNFT, music NFTs. I bought that trademark last year um, because I knew and was watching the trend that over the last couple of years, the cost of music actually increased by 15%. It increased, didn't go down. You would tend to think if you have all of these streaming services, which by the way, you don't own any musical content on them there, you rent it on a monthly basis. Um, why wouldn't that work on the blockchain? Well, technically it already is. Audius is doing it in a big way, right? But they have to look for the partnerships that can help create um, the atmosphere, which is the metaverse, um, for that music to be piped through. Uh, and so that build out is a little slower. What most musicians should be doing at this point, and this is where the real alpha is, continue to work with those projects. Continue to get trending um, by building your name, but quietly mint those tracks you put on Twitter. See, quietly that was like sure you're minting. So, can I tell you like my thought process be behind doing this for these projects? Um, so, for one, it's projects I believe in. Some of them are are what I consider friends. Um, it's helping them. Plus, I feel it's also helping me getting my name out there. Correct. But at the same time, it's um, it, it's doing all that, and it's getting my name out there. It's helping them, and it's it's creating a buzz, and you know. But I, I but I'm also releasing my own tracks too. Um, but that, like I said, it's like I'm at a point to where I'm like, okay, I'm putting these songs out there, um, and I'm uploading videos, and I'm just, it's it's doing, it's like, yay, it's a tiny bit of clout, but it's not like it, I'm not, I'm not making profit by doing that. No. And, and you won't, and, and don't get me so, wrong. It's not always about the profit. That's no, not, no, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm going to send you, if you want to send me a DM on Twitter, um, I actually have an audition telegram that I have artists coming into. I'm going to be rolling out, um, MNFT at the end of the year. I just want to have some solid partnerships first. I will tell you that the payout structure is heavily weighted towards the artist. 
in excess of 70% of every single item moved on the platform. You pay no fees, um, especially if you already have completed work where the audio quality is exceptional. And that's my, that's my key requirement. Um, and this is where we can have a deeper discussion on what you need. Actually, it's not as expensive as other people are telling you. It's not true. There's a size requirement and there is an audio requirement. And the audio requirement is literally the cost of a Google subscription. So you and I can definitely get into it. Shoot me a DM. But I, I think I did reach out to you or I asked Yomi to reach out to you because I wanted I wanted something for CME. You want, I'm sorry, say that again? You wanted what? I did ask Yomi, my assistant, to reach oh, okay. out to you. Um, I don't know if she did or not, but I um, I wanted to speak to you about creating something specifically for CME. And I do have an idea in mind that I think is what you want to do. Um, and don't worry about the platform um, because so that's not going to cost you anything. So let me look through my DMs because like, I get these these message requests that I'm not following like, all the time and I just, I just bypass them. Yeah. Uh, so like, um, I, I assume that they're all, I assume that most of them's probably, uh, just, just people, you know, wanting to, uh, click links and stuff. So, um, but I, so I don't know if I did, but I, any, yeah, um, of course I'd be down. Yeah. We, cause we were looking specifically to do, we wanted a specific artist that we can help grow and develop because MNFT having its own trademark. Um, one of the people that I'm looking to speak with, it's a, a very big known name in the music industry. Um, and we already have that contact. Um, and that's the reason why I'm in no rush, right? Because um, you have to, owning the distribution rights is great, but where are you going to distribute it? Yeah, exactly. Right? So you, you got to wait a little bit for some traction in terms of establishment where the tech works. Um, bro, I gotta, we, yeah, I can't, I can't have this conversation on here because it's yeah, NDA no stuff. It's no NDA problem. stuff and we're being recorded, but I'm telling you right now that, yeah, from the first time I heard you drop that track, I was all over it. I don't know if, um, Yomi sent you, um, any requests, but I, I'm pretty sure that I did. Um, and okay. that's because I was like, Hmm. Yeah. I found yeah. what I'm looking for. Basically, <laughs> out of these guys, I'm like, Hey, um, like with, with some of them, like some of them I've done on the kindness of my heart and some of them <clears throat> were requested. And uh, for some of them that I don't know a lot about, I'm like, you know, just give me a couple bullet points and then I'll take it from there. And, and then that's where I just create it from there. Just just a couple bullets and boom. Um, yeah, I, I loved it, man. I loved I loved your, your pace. Um, I loved how you incorporated. If I was listening to it, um, I was just vibing. It, it, and that's the key. That's the key. You got to remember music is music. I don't care if you're singing about a project on the blockchain. Um, I just want to hear your hook. I just want to hear your beat. And I'm vibing. Um, and that high beat um, up energy music had me grooving. I was like, yeah, this is it. Um, I want to be able to provide an environment that is not only conducive to creating that chill vibe, but I also wanted to showcase how independent artists should be utilizing this space to monetize their content. Um, NFTs are NFTs because of the creators. The project might execute it exceptionally well and see that art from $0 value to a 10 floor. 
but make no mistake about it. It is also a visual and people tie into that because it clicks somewhere in their brain and has a value for them in terms of the visual impact. And if all you're doing is creating art, well, there's no value in that because the art itself is subjective, right? I have to have a value in my mind on what I think it's worth that I'm willing to pay for it. Well, see, you flip the script on that now. When you come to music, you understand that inherently it's part of our culture. It is part of who we are in terms of expression. It is often used to describe how we're feeling. So music is an integral part of who we are as people, right? Because it's tied into sound. Well, here's the thing. How do you monetize that as an independent artist? And how do you provide value on the blockchain to get people to buy it? Obviously, releasing 500,000 copies of it is not going to work because they can stream it on Apple Music for free, right? Because they, well, not free because they pay a pay subscription, right? Yeah, so that, that's not, what drives me nuts with Spotify. Like, yeah. Or like, it, it's like these pennies, it's like, and then that's what it is. It's pennies. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm glad you brought that up. You're absolutely correct. And that's what I'm talking about. So here, so here, here, here's what it is. Um, my daughter often equates as a part of her soul. She, she's, she's an, a self-taught artist. And she says, when I create these things, when I create these images, they come from me. They're a part of me. Um, just like how you identify and click with certain songs. Um, it feels like it's a part of you. So imagine being the creator. Um, and you're doing this because you love it. It's a passion and you'd like to be able to earn a living from it. And then you hand over that creation that you dedicated 100% to. And somebody else says, hey, um, yeah, I'll give you 20%. Say what now? You have to think about your work having value in that manner. And what's an acceptable margin for you to say, okay, um, I'm willing to do the sweat equity. I'm willing to continue to join spaces, let people know I have my music out there, find a community that's going to buy and hold and understand the intrinsic value of what they're holding as how it plays onto the blockchain. So it can't be 500,000 copies of a song that I have an Apple subscription that I pay $15 a month for um, to listen to, right? But it can be... Uh, a track that I buy on the blockchain and through the distribution of both in real life and the metaverse, I earn something back from it. That's how you have to think of structuring your music. Um, because not only can it be tied to the visual art, um, and there's a really cool um, piece of software that I bought specifically for when I'm putting out music, um, but also the distribution access. It is literally looking at radio stations on the blockchain and they do exist. So you need to be getting monetization every time somebody says, wow, did you hear this song? Let me play it for you. Because that's what the blockchain is. It tracks it. Yeah. And it's like, and it's always, it's always weird to me too. Like, um, trying to and, and i've talked to vert like ruby doodles like i talked to those guys about everything and like i talked i talked to them about i have a hard time also finding like <clears throat> my worth 
in this with music. Um, and, th- and that's another thing Like you know, like, um, I'm, 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 I would say I'm overly maybe humble about <laughs> music. I, I like to give things away. Uh, I don't, I, I feel weird charging people. That's why I, like I'm at a point to where it, it's always like my wife is on me like all the time. She should probably take care of this part of it because, you know, like I have a hard time asking for money. <laughs> yeah. Play to your strengths. And it's, and it's typically um, creators that feel that way. Um, I have the same discussion with Yomi. Um, she wrote the book, um, The Neuro Collective, and, and she was like, well, what should my compensation be? Um, no, don't be shy about putting a price on your creativity. Don't be shy about it. Um, if it's just something that truly um, holds no interest for you, then dedicate someone that understands how to gain value from what you create. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If your wife is better at saying, hey, you want him to do this project, here's his sliding scale rate. Are you giving up a percentage of your mint? Are you giving up a, 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 an NFT to him? What are the criteria that you're bringing to him um, for him to provide that for you? Because we're friends. Guess what? Friends ain't going to pay the bills. And, and I'm not saying that to be an asshole because that's what it sounds like, right? No, no, no. I get it. Yeah. You know, it, especially it, when I drop like like – in the dropping albums in the past like <clears throat> this is what i love about this whole space like i've been doing it for a little while and, I, and i've dropped albums in you know hard copies and and it, it's it's amazing to see like um how many friends will actually come out to where they actually want to make a purchase <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. yep and it's like and, and don't get me wrong some have really came through um, but with this space, um, it, it's so fresh and so new to where, um, everybody is just like, just boom, boom, boom. Like it, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's like a breath of fresh air. It really is this whole entire space. It, it gives you, even for somebody that's put out albums, I feel like I just started. Yeah. Cause it's a new, it's a new era. It's and like, a new I, era. And I'm, so where I started with these the, the idea with taking some of these NFT projects at first, it was like, man, let me just drop a track for one of these guys and, um, you know, try to get an NFT from them just to, like as a trade or whatever. And I started doing that. And where I got that from is locally, I do jingles for local businesses, um, actual businesses here. And I've done that for, for a while. There's companies here. My friend owns a shop. I got a few friends who own shops and, um, and that's kind of where it started at to where I got really good at, at making these jingles for um, for businesses. And then I just kind of transferred that same kind of style over to NFT projects. And it, it worked out perfectly. I'm like, holy crap. Um, but now, but uh, but I'm also still on a, I have solo music. I write. I, I do my, I have my own thing too. So like, um, it's kind of all over the place. Right now, I'm just I'm just kind of just all over, just trying to do do whatever I can to to get heard. No, I like that, and you're absolutely right. Um, it is about getting heard, but um, yeah, you def you definitely have to shoot me a DM. Um, there is a project that, that, that so now there's two. There's MNFT, and then there's something else that I'm going to be doing specifically with See Me and the next drop um, that we would love to collaborate with you on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I will definitely be watching for the DM. I'll, I'll definitely uh, um, make sure that that I, I, I respond to it. 
Yeah, I just sent you uh, a hello. But we're, we're definitely going to get together and talk some more. Um, the minute I heard you, I was I was on it. I was on it like white on rice, baby. Awesome. I appreciate you. Yeah, no worries. Um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys so much for spending time with us. Um, I'm back here again Thursday, episode four. The anything and everything. Let's 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 chat crypto. So here it here it is crazy. I like to open with music and I like to co- I like to close with music. So hit me up with something good to close out. All right, let me uh let me pull it up here. So this is one of my songs uh, called "Make Way." Let's go. So I'm not sure how much that rubbed, but <laughs> it didn't rub at all. I was trying to get back to um to unmute myself. Um, we gotta talk. That's all I'm gonna tell you. 
Yeah, we definitely. I'm, I'm gonna be sliding into your DMs, bro. All right, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely have to be sliding into your DMs. Um, we gonna talk. We gonna talk. Awesome. You guys have a good evening. Appreciate you. Uh, you too. You too. Hey, Oli, thank you so much for hanging out, man. Listen, um, love your energy. Thank you for joining. You hung in there. It was long, right? And you hung in there. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate the love, and I can return that at any time. Just let me know. Good looking out. Yo, me. I love you, Ma. Peace out.